Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of the South Dakota Gamer Podcast. This is episode number 45, which right off the bat, it is a Star Wars spoiler episode. Episode 465. <laughs> He's not in this movie. It's not a spoiler. In spirit. His... Yes, it is. So, we... You see his helmet. We, we are going to talk about... Episode 7, very spoilery, and we're going to talk about our thoughts and our guesses and our hypothetical what-ifs. So if you have not seen the movie yet, you do not want to listen to this episode Get until out. after you have. Yeah, the yeah. force is not strong with you. And if you haven't seen the episode yet, what are you doing? Mm. What, are, what are you doing with what, your life? What You want to go home and rethink your life. You don't want to sell me any death sticks. They're probably sitting there with Jar Jar Binks right now. There you go. So, Joey, hey, wait. Oh, wait. yeah. Before before we get into the rest of this, can you guys see my shirt right now? Um, I just got this shirt today. It's, it's Chewbacca. Black it's Chewbacca with a longboard. A long, okay, because he, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think. Nice. Yeah, sure. Why not? Can you guys see my shirt? It's just cool. Yeah, hey. your shirt's weird. So, joining us, that other voice you just heard. Deal out of this. Not interrupt everybody, but Isaac Ali. You guys, I'm back. Remember that guy? I am here. Oh, he's one of the, the hardcore members. Remember him? He's a founding member of the South Dakota Gamer Podcast, and he has joined us for this Star Wars spoiler cast. Isaac, the reason is, for his the reason for his absence has been he's never been able to pass through screening to get. I've been looking for the sense. final. I've been looking for the first Jedi Temple. Yeah, Isaac. <laughs> all this Isaac time. Awakens. Isaac awakens. <laughs> Well, if that's not what the name of this episode is, I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna see <laughs> you guys. I need to write that down. I need a pen. <laughs> well, it's good to have you with us, Isaac. Hopefully, uh, this is good to be now. here. Yeah. Uh, also joining us this week, like always, Dave Mann. Yes, I'm here. And most of the time, except for he missed last week to go to a show, Joshua Owens. Yeah, I actually need to clarify that I didn't go to the show. I sent my parents to the show. But we took them, my girlfriend and I took them out to dinner afterwards. So did you like was, wait in the parking lot until the show was over? And... No, but dinner was like right at the time we were podcasting. They went so, and, they went and so. parked. Oh. oh. People still do that? Oh, I get it. <laughs> so wait, what is, what they is went, they the went, show? They went in 2015 parked. That's, that's a good one. That's a good question, uh, Isaac. What that's was... called Netflix and chill, Dave. Oh. <laughs> What was the show? We sent my parents to go see um, uh, Charlie Brown and Ice. Christmas Carol Christmas at the Goodman. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, good deal. I was just so confused. I was like, is, is, is this something that everybody knows what it is? What's the, the show? show? Yeah, the show for the Sony okay. PlayStation. The show. Isn't that, yeah. a, isn't that like an old baseball game like back in the day? It's a yeah, MLB, MLB the, the show. show. MLB the show. Oh, it comes out every day. Like, isn't that like the only good baseball game out? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So speaking of video games, quickly, this is South Dakota Gamer, and yes, this is all Star Wars, but I'm putting these guys on the spot. I want you to tell me and our listeners what your favorite game of 2015 has been. Today is the time of the recording. It's December 22nd. There are a whopping, what, nine days left in this year. So I want you to tell me what your favorite game of this year is, and thereby really telling me what your game of the year is. So, Josh, what's mm. your favorite game of 2015? Fallout 4, without question. Easy. 
Isaac, question. what's your favorite um, 2015? Also, Fallout 4. Dang. All right. I Good job, Isaac. am going to say my favorite <laughs> game of 2015 is Metal Gear Solid 5. What? I have I've I haven't played Fallout 4 enough to to say it, that it's not. Dave. Oh my gosh, I love <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 4 or Solid 5, but I have played Fallout 4 enough to know that my favorite game of the year in 2015 uh-huh. was Fallout 4 as well. Wow. Wow. For for I that blows I love not expect that at all. I loved Metal Gear Solid Five, and it is very, very, very close. And I told I told Chad the other day, like it's apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, you have to be able to pick one. So Fallout Four, like I'm just, I'm, I've gotten back into. It. I, I started it, and then I played through Tomb Raider, and then I started playing it again, and then I started playing Just Cause Three, but then I got back into Fallout, and I got sucked in like so oh, yeah, you did. ridiculously. The and text thread will tell me that and i'm just gone well cool like, it's awesome i wanted you to, i wanted to basically the whole reason for that was to make dave choose like, um, that was i do have I, I do have to throw a disclaimer out there i have not played fallout oh. 4 but i feel <laughs> no isaac no tell me isaac of the games you have played this year you've played some games yes yeah but what's, not many i mean what's your favorite thing that you have played this year I don't care if you haven't. I haven't played Fallout Four a lot. That's why I didn't choose that either. I want to say there's like only three games that I really played this so year. Which of those three is your favorite? Fire Emblem: The Awakening. There you go. That's what I wanted to know. But it would be Fallout Four if I played Fallout I'm Four. I'm sure. It would I, I know that sure. for a fact. You'll have to get to it. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving along. Star Wars. Yeah. So, I. Yes. No. Sorry. Oh. I have. I have something to say afterwards. Okay. I'm just gonna this. give like two or three real quick like money points. Um, obviously, Avatar is the leading movie worldwide uh, at the box office. It's at like 2.8 billion dollars in total revenue globally. Um, Avatar had done in the time it was in the box office 760 million dollars domestically. Um, now through, I believe this, this is just through the weekend. I could be wrong, but I believe just through the weekend, Star Wars domestically did $248 million. That's before Monday's numbers. And then globally, they had done $529 million, which is a record beating out Jurassic World from this summer by like $6 million. So it's yeah. the fastest, biggest domestic and global uh, box off box office numbers uh, ever. Do you I was have... I was gonna say yeah. Um, I I actually looked at the numbers today. Okay. Um, so as of today, globally, it's done. I think close to six hundred and fifty million. Oh wow. Um, which means in what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five days. It's done over half a billion uh-huh. uh, globally. Um, and the other thing, like we were talking about it today at work, and it's interesting. Like I would love to know how many of that, how much of, how many of that, how much of that <laughs> is because of people like us who've seen it oh, multiple times. I bet a bunch. My right. friend at work has gone four times already, and he's going a fifth time so, tomorrow. How, Josh, how many times have you gone? 
I've seen it twice. I intend to see it at least once more. I saw it in normal theater, yeah. once in 3D, and I would love to see it in IMAX before it's out. Dave? I've seen it once in in 3D IMAX, and I've seen it once in standard. I'm seeing it again tomorrow, and then another time for sure after New Year's. So I'll at least see it four times. So two, possibly two more. Isaac? I have seen it twice so far, just uh, in regular. Okay. I'm watching it again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, and then I believe next week I'll be going to watch it in IMAX. Awesome. I've seen it three times. Uh, twice normal, once in IMAX 3D. Um, I would like to see it a, a, one more time. That probably won't happen for a few more weeks, but I would like to see it again at least one more time. Um, I'm, I'm basically going to get a part-time job at a movie theater <laughs> just so yeah. I can watch it every day. That'd be great. So I... What's what's crazy about this movie is that it gets better, like every time. And, you know, and the say, more the more I think and talk about it, like it just it keeps getting better. And for those of you that saw it in 3D, I would say 3D is almost the way to go. Not for the things in your face like normal, like quote unquote what they make 3D movies for, but the 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 backgrounds and the world, yeah, like just yeah. the depth that it adds, is better than. It's just more. It's more immersive. There's yeah. not like in your face stuff, but it's right. more immersive yeah, for sure. Definitely. Really? I saw it. I saw it 3D IMAX the first time I saw it. Yeah. Which I typically don't do. Right. But it was the viewing that I got to go to. Yeah. And Have then the, the next morning, like literally, um, tw- like less than seven hours later, I saw it again in standard. Yeah. <laughs> Have like the theaters I saw, been pretty I, packed for you guys every time? Oh gosh, yes, every time. The first, the first time I went, I actually got a ticket for parking illegally. Yeah. <laughs> because I had to park on the road because oh I gosh. couldn't get into the theater. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get into the theater. Um, and I'm like, screw this. I'm not going to get a good seat. Yeah. So I just parked in the road and walked. Wow. And other people were doing the same thing. The cops were just sitting there writing tickets for everyone. And then um, that was like, I think my showing was at 10.50 or 10.35. And then at 6.50 a.m. I saw it again. Wow. Which theater, the only awesome. reason the theater was open that early was because of that movie. Yeah, we, we saw it at noon on Friday, which there weren't, it wasn't packed. We went to Omaha, so we drove my. I took my nine-year-old son and two friends of mine um, from here from town. We drove three and a half hours on icy roads to Omaha, Nebraska, to <laughs> to watch it at noon normal, and then our at four o'clock. So it got out at two thirty. In an hour and a half later, we went to Target. Carter bought a Poe action figure. We went uh-huh. back to the theater, filled back up our pop and our popcorn, and sat back down and watched an IMAX in 3D at four, and then awesome. drove home after well, to that. To be fair, to be fair, the reason it wasn't packed is because you basically live on Hoth. Yeah, well, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and it was still noon on a normal workday. School's not out yet for the holidays, so it wasn't quite as packed. So then. Was it three hours because he had to go through like customs when you crossed the border from Canada into the US? <laughs> uh, no, you funny person. That's not that's not where I live. So Okay, so so let me tell my story yes, here. Do it. Um I got off I, I had the day off work. I told my boss, I was like, Hey, give me an early shift or give me the day off or I'm quitting. Give me I didn't say the <laughs> quitting part, but I, I asked for the early shift or the day off. She gave me the day off. So around four o'clock, I drove over to the movie theater. The showings didn't start till seven. I drove over there. Parking lot didn't look full at all. And I was like, all right, you know, it doesn't look bad. Until I looked at the door and I saw a line of people already to the door. Oh, wow. 
I walk in, there's two lines. I ask what's going on. They're like, there's two lines right now. There's a line for the seven o'clock showing and one for the seven ten showing. I was like, oh, okay. I'll just stand here for a little bit. And then they start splitting the lines up. Every theater in that, in that movie theater building, like every auditorium was dedicated to Star Wars. Oh, Five God. in 3D. That's awesome. Seven in regular. And this is a, this is a new movie theater. It just opened in July. So it's, it's pretty nice. Um, they weren't showing anything else from seven o'clock on. <laughs> That's cool. So they just start splitting everybody up into lines. Um, at about five o'clock, they let us go in. So I went, ran in, saved some seats, um, and then, you know, waited for my friends to come. So we basically sat in the movie theater from five thirty to seven. Nice. Um, the next, not no, not the next day. I'm sorry, Monday. So yesterday, I go to catch the eleven o'clock showing, which is the first showing of the day with a buddy of mine who hasn't seen it. I get there about 10.30. There's, they haven't even opened yet, and there's a line <laughs> outside, basically almost to the end of the building. And so I'm standing in line with all these people. They open the doors. I make a beeline to the kiosk. I don't know why anybody even buys tickets uh, from people anymore. Uh-huh. So I go to the kiosk, get my tickets. I go in to save my seats, and I'm sitting there, and there's no one in there. And I'm just like, I guess they're all here for the, the 3D showing at 11.30. I wait till 11.05 before my friend goes out to ask why the movie isn't going or trailers. They're like, yeah, there's no movie showing in there right now. Oh, it's no. Theater, it's what? Theater 10, oh, no. not Theater 1. Oh, no. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. So we oh, got stuck geez. with kind of crappy seats right in the front of the screen. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I had already seen it, so I didn't care. Yeah. I was just there. That's crazy. We're going to yeah. start this movie. No one wants to see this. So needless to say, tomorrow I'm going to follow whoever I'm with into the auditorium because I don't want to end up in the wrong one again. That's pretty good. Those are good stories. That's fun. All right. Well, let's get into this. I don't know how long. Oh, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I don't know if, if, if uh, your congregation, your followers and such know of your comic book store. They should, yeah. I assume they do. Yeah. There was, there's a local comic book store here called Third Eye Comics. Burn it down. And I, 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 I spoke to the guy a couple of days before because I was in there looking for some Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I saw him there at the premiere. Him and his buddies were going from theater to theater, passing out just like cards That's saying, really hey. That's a good idea. That's and a I was good like, this idea. Guy, I was like, this is genius because mm-hmm. there are going to be probably a few thousand people coming through here for the first couple yeah. of viewings. See, and they just went from auditorium yeah. to auditorium, no, passing that's out. Idea. That's a great idea. If I hadn't driven three and a half hours away to see it in an actual good <laughs> theater besides my hometown, that it would have done the same. Thing. Right. Uh, Isaac, where are you again? I'm in Maryland. Okay, I, that's what I was thinking. I've heard of Third Eye Comics. Yeah. Oh, really? Big. Before you can get Third I Eye Vari- to... you can get variants from that yeah. specific store. I sent you a I picture of to, my um, my Star Wars to... variant cover. Yeah. 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 I listened to iFanboy. Chad, you turn me on to that one. And uh, they were just talking a few weeks ago. They were just talking about Third Eye Comics. Really? Um, Yeah, like he he mentioned a few comic shops in that area, like in the D.C., Maryland, like Mm -hmm. and even up to Boston. But Third Eye was one of them he mentioned. Um, Yeah, apparently it's like a big it's a big deal. Because there's only there's there's only two stores. They just recently opened another one in Annapolis, and this one here is in Southern Maryland. And I mean Southern Maryland. You know what, the Annapolis one, I think, is the one he was talking about. Okay, so maybe the one in Southern Maryland is the one that was just opened. I don't know. But, I mean, like, this, we're we're on a peninsula, and we're, like, at the very southern tip of it. 
I have to drive an hour to go to the mall. So it's almost like Chad, where yes. that's what, that's why I haven't seen it in IMAX yet, because the, the right. only good IMAX three and a half hours is, away. is in Washington, D.C. So we're going to the Air and Space Museum to watch it there at their IMAX. Yeah. How far away is that for you? It's about an hour. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's one GameStop nearby, thankfully, and the next one's about an hour away. So if this one doesn't have a game, I'm either ordering it online or whatever. Hmm. But... Yeah, anyway, Third Eye Comics. Yeah, no, that's, I've heard of them too, so, cool. All right, well. Comic Store, submit a cover. I don't know how that works, but it's got Darth Vader on the cover, it's got their logo on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Sell it to you for a hundred bucks. Mm. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. I don't know how long this is going to take. We do have somewhat of an outline. I have a few things that we are going to discuss and talk about. I'm sure they'll be. Sorry, I'm just. I'm just going to go ahead and pound on every possible surface oh, right now. Really excited to talk about. Let's this. Go ahead and make as much noise as I can. So, so we have. So we have some things to talk about. I did get a few topics uh, from Facebook page on things they want us to talk about as well. From the Facebook. Um, from the Facebook, the page of the Facebook Jello Puddin' Pops. Um, Jello Puddin' Pops. <laughs> So, uh, first, first off, who's your favorite character? Just anyone. Or... Josh. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, that's a really hard question for me. The obvious choices are like Poe, Finn, or Ray. Um, <laughs> Poe, Finn, Ray, are... Han, or Leia, Luke, or Leia, BBA. Um, I know. I would. I would have to say, uh, like those are the obvious choices, and I, I did love. I loved pretty much every character in the movie, Obviously. Uh, and we can we can get into some of that in a second. But I, I have to say it's either BB it was either BB-8 or or Chewie in this movie. Huh. Chewie had a ton of personality in this movie, but so did BB-8. Um, I I think BB-8 was probably my favorite character in this movie, and like that's not just me jumping on the hype train. Like it's incredible. He had more. It was incredible to me in the originals how much personality they gave R2. Yeah. And like BB-8 had even more personality and more expression so than gonna, R2 did. Am I gonna have and to send the, you like, a, a BB-8 pop now too? That's amazing See, to me. R2, I really BB-8. want that remote control thing. Oh my gosh! BB-8, I think it's cool. BB-8 had the ability to like hang his head and yeah, yeah. and make like right. make expressions R2 with his movement. R2 couldn't do that because and yeah, it worked. He was just yeah, he was so great. So I, I would I have to say BB-8 okay. was my favorite. But it was close between him and, and Chewie. Dave? I Like Josh said, this is incredibly hard. But I'm, I still, I know it's kind of like you're supposed to go a certain way with this, but I still love Han, Han Solo, man. Mm. He's, he's, he was great in this movie, and a lot of people were worried that Harrison Ford was, you know, going to be... Phone it in. But he did, he did great. I mean, it's like he, it was... It was exactly what I had pictured Han Solo 30 years later was supposed to be, was what Harrison Ford brought to this character. He, and, well, the great thing the great thing about him is that he's he has always been Han Solo. I mean, yeah, that's, as much as he, as much as he tried passed. to separate himself from Star Wars and didn't like it, he's always been Han Solo. And I've never seen a character come back and be as perfect in a role that he's reprising as much as Hans, like Harrison Ford did. Yeah, It was just great. It, and if I have to put that aside... Yeah, I, I like I liked I liked Finn in a very similar way that I like Han Solo, minus the nostalgia, obviously. Finn Finn is kind of 
obviously the the character that's going to kind of take that role as far as the I don't want to be a hero, but I I will be if I need to be, and and he's got some of that comic relief there. Um, but if I had to pick somebody other than than Han, I would probably go with Ray because yeah. she was she was pretty bad. Like she had her stuff together. She she even though she was kind of like I I don't think that this is for me. She was still like she just she she wasn't like a, an aloof person. Like she already knew how to fight. She knew how to fly. She knew how to fix stuff. She knew what she needed to do and how she needed to do it, and she did it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how she grows even more uh-huh. powerful okay. in this movie. So, so Harrison, so so Han Solo and Ray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Isaac with with prop with kudos to, to Finn with kudos to Finn because I really did like John Boyega's performance yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I just I just have to say how great a job. And I mean, great a job doesn't even begin to describe it because these, these guys just, it's like they've been acting together for such a long time. Yeah. I mean, the on-screen chemistry was perfect. It wasn't like, okay, this is, this isn't what that question is. Question is favorite character. Okay. Yeah. Favorite character. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. up. Before you just Isaac, is there something to say about J.J. Abrams directing in this aspect because that's the same way I felt about when he brought Star Trek back. It was like yeah. those characters had been acting together for years. The chemistry yep. was just perfect. And it came I, across and sold the movie. The, char- the, the character sold the movie for that. I, I think there are a few movies that J.J. has done that I didn't like. Mm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like my favorite Chinese restaurant here. There are a few things I've gotten there that I didn't like. It's just like no matter what I get off that menu, it's it's almost like it's a placebo effect. I know I'm going to like it because <laughs> I love this restaurant. Right. And it's like, I know I'm going to love this movie because I've loved no almost wrong. everything J.J. Abrams did. I'm, um, I'm wondering if he just brings a camaraderie to the po- set. Like the, it's possible. Just, it's contagious to other people. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's a possible. cool, it's a cool, yeah, it's a cool uh, ironic thing. And, anyways, and I think... They all did such a great job. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not mad at anybody for doing a bad job with their role. I mean, if you if you liked a certain character because they're a good guy, then you know they did a good job because you're supposed to like the good guys typically. If you hate the bad guy, you're supposed to not like the bad guy. Right. Um, with that being said, my favorite character is Kylo Ren. Nice. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I like Kylo Ren, and then a very close second is BB-8. I know he was getting so much hate before this movie came out because he's like, oh, he's no R2-D2, blah, blah, blah. You know, there'll never be another droid like him. I can't believe they're doing that or whatever. But he was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. only reason I haven't bought that $150 and, <laughs> uh, app-controlled robot is because my wife won't let me. Other than yeah, that, I, I mean, I'd be eating dollar hamburgers from McDonald's <laughs> that, for the yeah. next week or month exactly. because I want it so bad. Oh, that's great. All right, but uh, so yeah, Kylo Ren then BB-8. Cool. Chat. I, I would say my favorite, and my son and I kind of talked about this. Like you guys said, they're all you. They're all great. I like every single one of them. No, no one did a bad job. Uh, but my favorite is Poe. Poe is just cool. something about his character. I mean, obviously it starts off with him, but the whole he sets the pace for everything. He's a great pilot. He's got some cockiness to him, but he's not like overconfident. Um, and he starts the movie off with humor. 
you know right you know so so who goes first you go first i go first i mean it's just like in a in a point where my blaster bolt i just shot is frozen in time hanging over my shoulder let's make a joke real quick i mean you know that i really liked him and his just yeah his ability to fly and his character was really really good i liked him and did you guys see originally he was supposed to die yeah but then jj changed his mind on that anyway so all right well he like he originally came into it and was trying to talk JJ out of it. Yeah, like don't turned don't. it down and then decided to take it, knowing that he was going to die. And then, and then JJ was like, "Yeah, never mind. I figured it out." Yeah, which is pretty cool. I think he's a yeah. good character. He's a good guy. You can pull into the other movies too. So I feel yeah. like they should have played Danger Zone whenever he was flying. It would have <laughs> right. been perfect. Right, Maverick. He's that cool. So, all right. So, what uh, what's your favorite moment? We'll go in the same order. Favorite moment of the movie again. It's hard to pick one. I know it's so tough, but for the, the for the purpose for the purpose of the podcast and and for discussion, if you had to pick I, I one know. moment that was your favorite moment, you look forward to when you're going to go see it tomorrow. I can't wait for this to happen. What is it? Never mind. I'm not going to go because I can't I can't narrow it down to one. Okay, I'll I'll start again. I because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a couple and then I'll tell you my favorite. But I I have to say so like. Sitting down in the theater, hearing the theme music play, seeing the you know the beginning like crawl. epilogue crawl, and all this or the mo- epilogue prologue prologue crawl um prologue uh, like already I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening and then when it opens up and like the classic Star Wars like scroll down from the stars like you see the planet. And then, you know, they're having a conversation. I'm like, man, this feels like Star Wars. Right. And then, like, that whole huge thing happens in the beginning with stormtroopers. And, like, everything's going nuts. And it's so obviously Star Wars, but it's so updated and so, like, fresh and new and current. And then, like, I, I was just talking about it today at work. Like, J.J. gave us everything we never knew we wanted in that <laughs> opening sequence. Like, I never knew that I wanted to see a Sith freeze a blaster bolt that was in midair. Cool. And <laughs> I saw awesome. it, and I was like, I've always wanted that, and I never knew. And I love so, something just as simple as making the good guys and the bad guys have different color blasters. Yeah. Like, it, they used to all be red. Now they're red and, and blue to me. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily good guys and bad guys. I mean, Han still had a red one. But the fact that there's different colors now well, is very – And the fact contrast that he looked over his shoulder like when he when they came and yeah. got him and like pulled him. He's like, what is – what? What's happening? Yeah. Like nobody's ever seen that before. Right. So that was awesome. Yeah. And like – I don't know. And then like see, being able to see you know in the beginning like John Boyega's character like is already feeling conflicted. And we've never seen anything from the viewpoint or the oh, perspective of yeah. a stormtrooper. Yeah. And that's incredible to me too. So I loved that. But – um, they're like, and and then in the Millennium Falcon, when Ray's like trying to fix things, and she's like pointing at the tools, and she's like that one, the one I'm pointing oh, yeah. to. No, no, and That's he keeps hilarious. picking up the wrong thing, and then BB-8 uh-huh. rolls over and like points like to it dog. with his head. Like a dog. Oh man, that was great. Yeah. But I would I would say, like, and then my favorite shot was when uh, they were in the dogfight over the oscillator, yes. and that that one shot where you see everything from like the pilot's perspective inside the oh, X-wing. Yeah. And you, like see it zoom, and then he looks to the side, and then an X wing gets shot down right next to him, and yeah. like that's cool. My favorite moment though um, was when you know because like Finn and Poe kind of have that camaraderie. They've only known each other literally for hours, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, so like you know Finn saves Poe, and then Poe saves Finn, 
And then, you know, so they've got that going on. And then at the, uh, at the rebel, well, the resistance base, they're calling it now. Um, when Poe lands and Finn realizes that that's Poe and runs over and Poe goes, buddy. Yeah. And then they like, they give each other this huge bear hug and they're both super excited to see each other. And I thought in my head, I was like, these guys don't even know each other. What's going on? And then I thought, no, like, this is perfect. Like, this is the perfect friendship to replace, like, a Han and Luke situation. Right. Now it's Poe and Finn. And, like, they're already bonded because they've already been through so much. Like, in the few hours they've known each other. Like, I loved that moment, like, where they're just, yeah, you know, so excited yeah. to see each other. That was yeah. great. No, that's good. Dave? I got I to gotta say, as far as reactions in the theaters go... That thumbs up moment between Finn and BB-8. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was a yeah. that was a great moment. Um, he like leaves back. Yeah, I mean the humor was great in this movie. Yeah. Like, the first it, I was gonna say the first great. time I saw that moment. The first time I saw that moment, I almost thought it was like a middle finger for BB, <laughs> oh which was even funnier to me. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, oh no, he's doing a thumbs up. Okay, still funny. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, another moment for me, though, that I loved was just this, something as simple as the banner back and forth between Chewie and Han when Han goes, same thing I always do, to talk myself out of it. Huh. And Han yeah. makes his, or yes. Chewie crawls at him and it's like, yes, I do. Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that one. Have but you... my, I, if I had to give a favorite moment, like yeah. an actual favorite moment, yeah. as far as like, I can't, I loved that scene when I, when I knew seconds before it happened was going to happen when the lightsaber flew into Ray's hand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the force. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Good. I mean, people were cheering for that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, good. Isaac, my favorite moment. Ooh, Josh and I just stole most of them. Right. No, I mean it's just. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And all this talk is making me want to watch it so much more yeah. tomorrow. Uh, and what's yeah. crazy is, despite the fact that this will be my third time in less than a week. Uh-huh. I'm already thinking I'm going to have trouble sleeping because I'm going to be excited to watch this movie again tomorrow. <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, I think one of my favorite moments, and I have to say one of because I still don't know what my yeah. favorite moment was. One of is when Finn and Ray are flying the Falcon. And, you know, they're flying through this Star Destroyer. At the very end, where she comes out of the Star Destroyer and she just like flips uh, the Falcon yeah. over, so like, he can get that shot. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, dude, that was awesome. Yeah, that was good. You know? Oh um, crap! I forgot that. That's another one of my moments. <laughs> not that moment. Not that moment, but the Falcon reveal. Moment. Right? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I, as soon as soon as I heard her say, "No, that ship's garbage," I was like, I leaned over to my wife and I said, "It's the Millennium yeah. Falcon. It <laughs> has to be." And then when I watched it a second time, you see the cockpit part. Yeah, you part can see it. Yeah, very yeah. briefly. They, yeah, you can't. There's actually another scene too before they start running where you can see it sitting there from the distance, and you once oh, really? you know it's there, yeah. like it's actually there. It's not like they it were hiding. It's actually there, which is just a cool. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know what? I wanted to stand up and just like clap mm, for J.J. Yeah. Abrams because it's oh, just like, not. you know what? He knows 99% of the people watching this movie are not going to yep. spot that the first time. Right. Yep. But he knows, you know, all these mega nerds like us who are going back to watch it be- the next day or two days later are, are going to be looking out for all these details yep. and be like, you know what? I know the Falcon's there now. I'm going to see if there's a hint. Yeah. And you know what? Sure enough, it's right there. Yeah. You know, it's brief, yep. but you, if you're fast enough and you're looking in that direction, you'll see it. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what? Well done. Um, 
I, I can't say, wait to own this movie, right? And yes, then, like yes. rewind it and play it over and over again, or, like watch it in slow motion. Are you buying a VHS yeah. to rewind it or what? <laughs> it's still called rewinding oh. with a yeah. With a, you can rewind a stream or a DVD. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to download this illegally just so I can watch it every day, <laughs> right? And not have to spend seven to fifteen dollars at a movie theater. I'm still, I'm still, um, gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> my, I think another one of my favorite movies is, um, or, or sorry, favorite oh. moments is when Han Solo does get killed. It's it's just it's such a powerful moment in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, you know, it's sad, especially because it's his son that's killing him. But at the same time, it's just like, you know what? It's it's for the it's for the it's for the story. It just makes it that much better. Um, yeah, that was exactly I, what the movie needed. I almost felt the same way when I thought Poe was kind of dead. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? He he was a great character, but I, I'm OK with that. You know, it just makes it it's like a video game, somebody, a, a game that can kill one of its really, really strong characters early into the into the game. It's just like, whoa, that's a ballsy move. But yeah. props to doing that, you know, right. um, and it, it was just it was so it was such a climactic point in the it, movie. It's, it's where, part of it's part of directing, too, again, where J.J. I mean, they, they talked about this in Lost, where Jack was originally supposed to die in the pilot mm-hmm. just for the just for the fact of uh, making you feel that nobody is safe nobody's yeah. safe because you thought jack's going to be the leader now he's dead which and it was going to be kate that was the star of the whole show which again that's just that's that's just great movie making where now you realize han solo is one of the biggest characters in this franchise gone i mean anybody can die yeah yeah I, and, it, I, and it's it's like you know what it's 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 slowly and I'm doing air quotes here, painfully making way for the new cast, this next generation. Right. It's just right. like you know, I I, I would have hated, I kind of would have hated to see Han in all of the, this entire trilogy. You know, just yeah. older and older, and it's just like ah, oh, he's so old. It's just like <laughs> I I don't. It's not that I don't want him to have the screen you time because I I can't have Han in a old Ben Kenobi role. Yeah. He's, he's, right. he's that exactly. scoundrel that has to be running around with Chewie shooting. And if I have to watch a 70-whatever-old Harrison Ford hobbling around a set, it, I'm, part of me is not going to enjoy it as much. Sure. You know, this way, it, it was a great way to send him out. You know, it's a tragedy because it was his son. He was trying to save him and bring him back. You know, Leia says they're still lighting him, and I'm pretty sure that's what Padme said to Obi-Wan when... Uh, she told yeah. him to go after Anakin or whatever. I don't know if she says they're still good in him or they're still light in him. Either way, mm-hmm. it's almost exactly the same. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I got to say, year old man, he sure still got some moves. Like his, oh, absolutely. His, like the, the iconic way that Harrison Ford shoots a black with his arm <laughs> like back up in the air behind <laughs> him and yep. like hunched over. Like he was just the same. Even guy. no, even no scope to kill the guy. Yeah, that was that was another good move. <laughs> All right. Well, Great. I will uh, pick a couple, and I asked my wife this question too, and she, I told you guys a story about how when we dated and all that, and Star yeah. Wars was her thing. So we went and saw it on uh, Sunday, and it was her her first time, my third time, and I tried to do my best not to like, you know, watch this. Now don't look away. Listen to this. <laughs> um, and I tried to, but I asked her the same question, and she said her favorite part. And, and honestly, it, it's hard not to be all of our favorite parts, is when there's Luke. Finally, oh, Luke yeah. turns around. 
the guy who was the star of the show, she said a little, one single tear rolled down her cheek when she saw Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh, see, that makes me like her so much more. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she loved this, that part. This might sound weird, but, like, you know, I, I, I started watching the original trilogy as a kid when my parents were watching it, and I happened to be there, and it was a movie where I was allowed to be there while it was playing because it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. too adult. Right. And... I remember growing into it and then rewatching it and then rewatching it and rewatching the older I got, loving these movies. But Han Solo was always my favorite character. And I liked Luke. I loved the story. I was so engrossed in the lore and I wrote my own stories because of it. It was like something I grew up, it was part of my life. But I didn't realize, honestly, this is an honest quote. I didn't realize how much I really did like Luke until I saw him at the end of this movie. Uh-huh. It was like, <laughs> it came back like, yeah, like I really am connected to this. Like I, Han was my favorite character in the originals, but Luke was still like the person I was always. He, he's the main character, the right. guy I was always rooting yeah. for. Yeah, no matter what happened. Right. He's the, he's the good guy, him, underdog. Right. Yeah, seeing you him know? take yeah. that hood off, his mechanical hand. Yeah, there, that was cool. Take his hood off, his hair, his beard, everything just looked perfect. Yeah. And and his look. Like just standing there looking and, and the emotion that Mark Hamill had just in his face yeah. saying no words. Right. No lines. No dialogue. I was and, just talking about that. Like you first, see so many things on his face. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, my first instinct was this is kind of a long, like panning shot that is almost awkward. But then the second time I watched it, I'm like, no, there's so much yeah, being on. said right here yeah. without yeah. anything. Okay, okay, I have to I have to say this because I was just looking at the outline and I don't see anything that I can throw this in there. So I'm going to throw this as favorite element of the movie. Okay, and that is the music, the score. Oh, sure. Obviously, John, John Williams. Williams is a master at his craft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. Like I knew of all the famous ones, you know, Superman, Indiana Jones, ET, but he also did The Patriot. He did yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean, Jaws. he just he, Jaws exactly. He's a Park. There's so many things that he's credited for, but there's also a buttload of things that he's not credited for. And what I loved, what I've always loved about the Star Wars movies is how they'll take the theme song and the character's theme song, yeah. and they'll rework certain notes into certain parts of the of the of the movie. You know, certain scenes, and it'll just be a lot more exciting. Absolutely. And then they'll they'll dim it down and they'll slow it down. Those, mm-hmm. you know, um, but they did the same thing in this movie. Uh, and it, I thought it was really cool how they used a lot of the original songs for only mostly the original characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, mostly. and then, you know, at the very end when Ray's there and she sees Luke and, you know, they just start blasting his music. And I was just like, Oh my God. And it's just, yeah. it's, it, it just adds to how powerful it was. There's, there's always something to be said about movie because they don't all have this TV shows yeah. alike, but there are, a, there's a huge difference between movies and shows that do and do not have music that is basically a, a character. It's another yeah. character yeah, sure. in the show. It's a character's yeah. theme. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have gone it, tried to listen to the album yet, uh, the soundtrack. But I mean, it, it's it's absolutely incredible. I've been listening to it since it came out on Friday, um, <laughs> along with the movie, because it's it's just so good, you know. And and it's this is how like borderline obsessed I am with this. It's. <laughs> It's, you know, I'm, I'm listening, I'm driving around listening to the, you know, each track and it's just like, oh, this is when this is happening. This yeah. is when this is happening. And, you know, they, they've got like the titles where it says, you know, the scavenger. Right. Um, and it's just like, it, it's so crazy how good, how good John Williams is to just knowing how 
you know, what kind of music, how loud it needs to be, when it needs to drop, you know, when it's a serious moment. And I don't know if you notice, like sometimes like when, um, when, when Ray is going to the room and she opens the box and sees Luke's lightsaber right. and she grabs it. And at the very end, you know, when you hear that small whisper, say you've taken the first steps or whatever, uh-huh. and then you just faintly hear the Luke Skywalker theme song in the back. And it's just like, it's just, it's so well done. It yeah. just, it helped me enjoy the movie that much Absolutely. more because the, I mean, the, the, the music itself is so iconic to star Wars. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got the prologue, <clears throat> And along with the prologue, you have the music. It's just like you can't, you cannot see the, those, that style, words of of anything, whether it's Star Wars or something else. As soon as you see that, you think Star Wars, and you the music almost immediately starts playing in your head. Right. And it's just, I, I feel like I enjoyed the the score to the movie with the movie so much. Absolutely. It's it's got to be up there with my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Um. Just to wrap this one up, I'll give you what my favorite moment was, and there are a lot of them, but. When they're on, and I don't even remember what the planet is where Maz, Maz Kanata is, her watering hole. and I don't think they ever said I don't think they did, they did either. But the, they blow up all the planets. The Republic's gone. Coruscant gets destroyed. And, um, no, I don't, think, I don't think that was Coruscant. Where was it then? They moved, they moved the Republic off of Coruscant. According, where did you hear that? It was because they're in the Hosnian system. Like, the oh. Hostian system is what gets blown up. Okay. So, the Coruscant wasn't in the Hostian system. Okay. Well, whatever city... Which the, which city makes sense, because <laughs> when they're when they're building the New Republic, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to build the New Republic like on the graveyard of the old Republic. Well, in, in Aftermath, so, the book Aftermath, they tear down the Emperor's statue, and they start... I mean, they do stuff on Coruscant, but maybe that wasn't... Either way, after they blow up all those planets... Um, and they obviously attack where they're at, and the you know all the, the Tie Fighters are coming in, and then when Ray or when Finn and Han and Chewie are all fighting all the stormtroopers there after they come out from the basement, and then the Resistance comes in after they get captured, the Resistance starts coming in. You see the X-wings coming across the water, and the water mm. just spraying up. They come in, they start, and then when the kind of the dual panoramic shot happens, a Finn on the ground. And who we know finally to be Poe and the X, the Black X-wing, and they Watching go from it. left to right, and he's just turning and loops, like blowing up seven or eight Tie Fighters, killing stormtroopers on the ground at the same time, and then he comes flying into the camera, and Finn screams, you know how good of a pilot that is. That whole scene is like my one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie, because one Poe's my favorite character, as we talked about earlier, and to see him demonstrate how this guy is good at this. And just, I mean, really good. I mean, really good. I mean, come, come see how good it looks. It's kind of a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> and just the panoramic, the way they scroll with the camera, and you can watch yeah. Finn running on the ground and Poe in the air. Um, and then I, the guys we went with, one of his name, the guy that went, his name was Mark, and we were talking about Star Wars Battlefront, the game, which. Isaac, you're talking about music. Talk about what makes this game much better is the music. But he, nice. we, before the movie, we were talking, and he was saying, ah, I don't know if I want to get this game. You know, I heard it's there's not a lot to it or whatever. And I said, you know, you know, I gave him my thoughts before the movie. When the first showing was done, and we walked out, and we were talking about I'm like, hey, 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 we're literally walking to the car. I was like, 
You remember that part? And I just I explained to him what I just said to you. He's like, yeah. I go, you know, in Battlefront, you can do that yourself. And I like, thumped him on the chest. Wait, and he just wait. died laughing. So hold on. You mean after he said after he said that about the game, you didn't try to stab him with a plastic lightsaber? Well, I mean, I would have. No, I, I gave him my thoughts on why the game is good beforehand. But then seeing that that shot and knowing like you literally can fly an X-Wing and do all those moves that he just did. And I was like, this is a perfect way to explain why you need to get this game too. But anyway, so that's my favorite, my favorite moment. Uh, moving since, along. Yes. Si- well, real quick, since we're talking about uh, ships flying and things, um, I do have to say too, on one thing that I loved that you don't get in, in the prequels or the original trilogy is a sense of how quickly these ships move mm. and how maneuverable they are. Uh, particularly the Millennium Falcon when like that dogfight between the, the Falcon when Ray's piloting and the TIE fighter that's chasing them on uh, Jakku. And she's like, you know, like racing around the, the remains of these big star destroyers and all that stuff. And like uh, the she one said, you got, you got to go low. It messes with it. She goes, yeah. hold on, I'm going to go low. She's like, I'm going low. And like, particularly the part where she, she like makes that sharp turn around the one star destroyer and drags the cockpit on the ground to help her make that turn. And then, like, when she, like, loops up to go inside the exhaust port of the Star Destroyer, like, you see, like, she's drifting and, like, doing all this yeah. stuff with the Falcon. And you never get a sense of that yeah. in the other movies because they're never flying, like, that close to the surface of any planet. Right. And, like, that was really cool. It was cool to see how that ship maneuvers. And skill. And the X-Wings and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah like, also, that yeah, was really well. cool. That alone, like like Chad just said, I mean, she had never, ever flown that before, yeah. ever. Yeah. And she just is able to just own it. Never yeah, been off the really planet. Cool. I mean, it's just incredible. And I, and we'll I mean, get it. She has got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, another right. point, we'll get into why that is. Um, but first, disappointing moment. If you had to pick one, I'll I'll go first again. Yeah, let's just keep the same order we're doing here. Um, because. Like mine, mine was redeemed by the end of the movie. Totally. Uh, and and after I saw it again and have been talking about it, it's been redeemed. But, okay. um, my least favorite character after watching it the first time was Kylo Ren, by far. Really? Sorry, Isaac. Um, and <laughs> here's well, here's here's my reason, and uh, I will say that I rectified it for myself. Like after I thought about it and talked about it, I realized why he was the way he was. But. Okay. In the movie, I was hoping to see like a super scary, intimidating, mm, uh, ominous villain. Yeah. Okay. And we didn't get that in this movie, and that's fine. Like the closest we get to that in this movie is General Hux, who is kind of terrifying his in his own right. Um, yeah, like he's almost like frothing at the mouth yeah, at the end right, of that right. speech. Well, it's he's great. A, he's a ginger Hitler, basically. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> pretty are. much. You Which is terrifying. To, you also have to assume that Snoke is a pretty bad dude as well. Yeah, yeah, but we don't really we don't get a get sense that. of him because yeah, he's right. just a hologram and he's talking. But so I was disappointed a little bit with Kyle's character, especially when he took the mask off. I like I was wishing that he hadn't because he was much more intimidating with it on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, so that was if I had to pick a disappointing moment, that was it. But since watching the movie, talking about it, thinking about it, and seeing it again. I have to say, I understand his character now. And I I kind of understood his character by the end of the movie in that he's not a fully trained... He's not a Sith yet. He's not fully trained. He's extremely young. 
and he's very conflicted. And yeah. so he doesn't even know who he is yet, right. let alone have it all together and everything. And so he's he's basically a whiny baby with incredible force powers. Just like Anakin. Which which yeah, in <laughs> itself in itself is terrifying. Like that's a terrifying thing to have a baby basically what? with all of yeah. these powers. And um because he like he doesn't look super intimidating when he takes off the mask and some of the things he said like he like he was not in control of himself and I didn't like that until I I finally like understood that's who he's supposed to be. We're supposed to see him turn into mm. this huge Develop. you know super villain. Right. At just like we're watching these other characters turn into heroes okay. from what they are. So Okay, so so two things with that. Uh-huh. A friend of mine told me okay. that Kylo Ren Ben Mm-hmm. was, and I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but conceived at <laughs> the little jubilation ceremony on the forest moon of Endor. Okay. If that's the case, that makes him 30 years old. Right. Not so much a little kid. No. Um, one thing. Uh, second what? thing, what Josh was saying, well, I, I know you said he, like, he's a young guy or whatever. Uh, what Josh was saying, like, you know, kind of takes away from his intimidating... Uh, factor that he had but at the same time why i liked it and one of the parts that made me one of the reasons why i liked him so much is it showed the frailty of him you know it, it yeah. shows that he's not this invincible bad guy because obviously he's not the he's not the one pulling the strings it's snoke yeah um but you know throughout the movie he's just he's coming up short you know um hux is behind him saying oh well he said all we needed was the girl we didn't need the droid so that's why we left you know and they just, they just show him like failing at every little thing and it, it almost um, that same friend that told me that he would be about 30 years old also said that uh, he wasn't very good at uh, making his lightsaber. That's why it was yeah. blurry or blah, blah, right. blah. So it's almost right. like, you know what, was he not doing, was he just falling short throughout his whole entire life and in his Jedi training? Is that what pushed him to go to the dark side? And, and it's yeah. just like, there's so many things, and I don't know why, but I usually like bad guys. Um, but like, I... I like Josh said, you know, him taking off the mask just took away that intimidating factor. I don't know. It just – that almost made me, like, like him even more because it's just, like, it's this kid that's, like, failing at yeah. following in the footsteps of, you know, his His Uncle mom Luke. sends him away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know. And his grandfather's Darth Vader, yeah. Anakin Skywalker. It's And that, you're, that's know. a good point with his – like, I talk to my brother a lot. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about this, but his lightsaber is un, unrefined. Right. right. You got Luke's lightsaber and it's it's a solid line. It's got a hum to it. His has a rumble and a roar. Yeah. And, a, and Which, it's 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 not it looks uncontrolled like at any minute it could just explode because yeah. he's not quite trained all the way. And then likening him to Anakin and the, and even the Skywalker family cuz Luke is this way too. They're whiny babies. Yeah. yeah, Anakin's the the guy that when he get doesn't get what he wants, he goes and he pouts in the corner. He's mad and he mopes and he just sits and stews. Kylo Ren, when he doesn't get what he wants, he knocks your Legos over. Yep. He'll tear down your 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 thing off your wall. He just gets ticked off. Yep. And so you still have the whiny baby. I can't do anything right, and I'm going to be mad about <laughs> it. Pouting yeah. versus just I mean, like when those two stormtroopers when Ray gets yeah. gets loosed. They come around the corner and sparks are flying. You hear the lightsaber like, "Oh, let's go the other way because that's not yeah. good," you know. So, which which is why, like, that's why I have to say, like, if if I had to pick a disappointing moment, that was it. But then, like, 
I, I realize like everything Isaac is saying, like I, I realize that's that's what we're supposed to get from this character sure. right now, because this movie didn't really need a huge villain like it was OK for the the first order to be the villain sure. just as a whole. Um, and also to the point of his lightsaber, I read somewhere that the reason it's got a cross guard in the first place is that it was not intended to be a cross guard. It's because he's so unskilled at making a lightsaber that it was so imbalanced that it had to have side vents so that the whole thing didn't just explode. Interesting. So, and like, if you watch when he ignites his lightsaber, the main beam goes out first and then they come out and then the two side vents come out after that's ignited because like it, it needs two exhaust ports to do to go somewhere. Otherwise it would just explode. So, um, but yeah, so if I had to pick, that was it. But I like, I got over that very quickly once I thought about it a little bit. All right. Dave? <clears throat> it's really hard for me to find a disappointment in this movie. Um, <laughs> I know. But I, it, I will say that, if, just being honest with myself, the first moment in that movie where I kind of, just for, uh, just for a little bit, I got right back into it, but just for a little bit, sat back and started watching the performance more than the movie okay. was the first time we... And the first and time what? I'm, Say it again. The the first time that we saw Leia again. Okay. And not that her performance was bad because I don't think it was a bad performance. It wasn't great. And and it's thirty it's thirty it years great. later. It's thirty years later. She's older. <laughs> Carrie Fisher's a like, nut. It's it's almost like yeah, I know. It's almost like she did what people were afraid Harrison Ford was going to do, mm. where she doesn't really have to do a lot. All she has to do is talk, but. Just those lines, it was kind of like, and I know she's always been sarcastic. She's always been the character who's saying the, the smart comebacks yeah. to people and shoot people down because she's got to be that way. And she don't say there. the Death Star. Right, yeah. which is a great line. Yeah. But it was like, I remember just thinking, she it seemed like she could have delivered some of her lines a little bit better. Now, her acting was still good when she felt Han die. Yeah. I mean, every, she did not do a bad job. But that was the first time I thought, and then the second time, which is not this. This is something that is going to be redeemed throughout the the rest of the movies. And and Chewie was really pissed off, and they didn't have a whole lot of time. But I wanted it more of a reaction mm. from Han dying. I, I wanted to see Chewie go yeah. berserk, like animalistic, right? And he was, yeah, and he was mad. And, and again, they had to get, they had to hightail it out of there because the planet was going to explode. But yeah, he had to I, get moving. I wanted more to happen. I wanted yeah. to see more happen. It, it was that's just less of a less of a disappointment and just more of my gut yeah. instinct. And it wasn't all. It, honestly, it wasn't like it wasn't for me like Kylo has to die. That's like it wasn't necessarily that. Like I was pissed. Yeah. But I but I but because of the acting, I saw. I mean, I knew what was going on, and it was like, you know, the the fact that and I read this too about. Um, JJ standing there and them watching the scenes play out and him actually saying for a split second, I forgot I wasn't actually watching a real father and son uh. Uh, uh, dealing with each other. Like when some of the things that are improvised, and I don't know if this is improvised, but that was the wording. <laughs> they said some of the things that were improvised, and then right after they talked about were Harrison re- reached out and touched his face. his face. Yeah. I don't That might've been written in there, sure. but either way it was, it was all done just perfect. And I don't know what Han thought was going to happen. Like what, and then what he thought he was doing. Obviously I knew. Do you, 
soul was going to die. Yeah. I knew that was going to be a moment. Do you, want, I, do you want to hear a weird, like, probably not true thing I read, like, moments before we started the podcast? Yeah, how's that? Revol- involving Han and Kylo Ren. The, whole, the thing I read, and it's, it, it, I don't see how it could be possible, but how Kylo is saying, I need your help. You know, it's it's tearing me apart inside. I need you to help me. Force ghosts. <laughs> huh? Force ghosts. Yeah, force ghosts. Is that what you're going to no, say? No, I'm not. And he had, he held the lightsaber out in two A hands. A jumbo ghost. He holds the lightsaber out, and Han grabs it in the middle, and then when he goes to grab it back, he, like, tightens his grip, and they're struggling with it. One guy wrote that I saw, he said, Han wants to help his son, and he knows the only way he can help his son and thereby the world and the, the galaxy is that Kylo Ren has to become powerful enough in order to defeat Snoke. So Han takes a lightsaber himself and kills himself in order to get Kylo Ren in good graces with Snoke and help him advance himself. And so he sacrificed himself in order to help his son. I don't, I think that's, ridiculous nah. but that is a stretch right i did too but it is, anyway it is very much i a thought stretch. it'd be good to throw out there but i mean there there is the whole aspect of of the fact that what did han think was going to happen i think he when knew he, he was going to die he said i do i'll do anything to help you yeah like you what did he what did he think, think he wanted I, I think he thought i might have him i might maybe i can get him here take my here, lightsaber. whatever you want yeah he's like here i dropped my helmet here, take my lightsaber. I'm coming home with you. I think he thought because a father would think the best about his son, even if his son has done the worst possible things. He shows a little flicker of redemption. Your fa- a father's going to jump at that immediately and, and take it. So I think he thought, I got him. He's coming back. And then, boom, at that moment. Yeah. I, was, I was assuming that he, like Han pretty much knew that he was going to die. But he was dying knowing that he was doing everything he could for his son. And that was what I that was what I got from it. Like he knew that it was hopeless, but he was just yeah, doing it he knew me. he had to do it because he has to do it anything he can Find for his peace. son. But he knew that it was hopeless. It's like when they say, you know, if you're gonna let your friend borrow money, don't expect to get it back. Right. It's just like, okay, I'm I might die and I'm okay with dying. If there's but I'm chance. gonna go out there and see what I can do. Right, right. Okay. How about um, the reveal? The reveal that uh, they named him after Obi Wan. Ben. That was the first <laughs> See, time it, you found out his name was Ben. Yeah, in the expanded universe, Luke's son was named. That's ben. your biggest disappointment. Is that that's and, where we are? And well, yeah, well, we also I know, all, I know, and we're all over the place. Han and Leia's son was named Jason, so I was yeah. I was surprised that they went that route. Right. I I thought they were going to call him Jason, but Jason Bourne. That's where he comes from. Isaac, what's your biggest disappointment? Um, when the movie ended, <laughs> and when the I movie was, like, was over, it made you leave. When I when I realized, hey, I waited over ten years, and you mean to tell me this movie is only two hours long and not like eight <laughs> or ten? And um, Luke has no spoken lines. Oh my gosh! Why, um, could, why couldn't Peter Jackson have determined how long this movie? Was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. Man, most disappointing moment in the movie. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to jump on this Leia bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You know, she was not my favorite character at all. She's just, and it's so sad that I feel this way about her and not Han Solo. 
but she just didn't she did not age well no. and yeah. i feel like a, a lot of that just kind of it, it took away from her character like like yeah you know she's she's princess leia or general leia i guess now but you know, if she was really a princess in the storyline, she would have kept herself up a little better. You know, she, she wouldn't be looking that rough. Like she just you know, rolled she out was, of a trailer park. For the she sequel. was upset. She was upset that they made her lose any weight for the movie. Like she oh lost like gosh. twenty pounds for the movie. That's it. She should be happy. That's all they made her lose. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. She lost a lot of weight for the movie. Yeah, she was. She was very vocal about that i'm like come on you took if, the job yeah you're, if, they're paying if, you a lot of money if i'm jj and she says oh i don't want to lose any weight i was like okay it looks like we're bringing job of the hut back because <laughs> way you're gonna be leia <laughs> that's so mean i don't care you know it's, and i'm sorry and you know it's like you i, I wouldn't feel this way if it was han i don't know if it's because she's a woman or what it's just you're sexist you, isaac I, I must be because she just she oh she, she would hate you. It's like you know I had this awesome reunion, and then this one person comes that I didn't really care for, and I find out that there's there's they're just this slob that didn't take care of themselves. You know they're oh missing gosh. teeth. They're a mess head, <laughs> and it's just like get, don't even come to my party, dude. Get out of here. <laughs> and I, that's, you know I, the internet's gonna find out how shallow of a person I am, I guess because. <laughs> They already. Know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you, you try to do, you you I, try I, to do better after that much shock treatment. It's just like you know all the all the original characters that made their way into this movie had a great reveal. You know the, their intro into this new trilogy was it was pretty epic. It was memorable. Um, but Leia was just like, oh, that's Leia. There she is. Oh, the best right. thing the best things about Leia's performance was when uh, Han was with her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I wish I wish Steve Harvey would have been there to be like, oh wait, no, I made a mistake. Wow. <laughs> That's not General Organa. This My is her. Bad. That's it. <laughs> wow. All right. I won't argue with you on the Leia thing. My disappointment was Captain Phasma. I was hoping for more from her. You know, oh, I said that. I thought she got underwritten. And I'm I'm and you tell me, is she is she in the trash compactor? Did she blow up on that planet? She's got to survive. She's got to come back. See, my brother yeah. said that too, but I don't, I don't know how see, they. I don't see any reason for her to have been there. Yeah. If she's not she, next movie, she didn't fire yeah. her gun. She yeah. Yeah. very quickly brought the shield down with hardly any. I mean, if she's this elite soldier, why didn't she? Why did she fight back? We see Han killing four or five people at once all the time. Maybe why she's is... a resistance. Maybe well, yeah. What if she's a spy? spy? Oh, see, yeah. Because I'm in charge now. I'm in charge. Yeah. That was what if no, she's got to come back. <laughs> they built they built her character up. She got too much publicity. Yeah, that time. armor, yeah. like she has to come back. What I mean, if Captain Phasma is Ben's twin sister? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's too much. I mean, the hey, fact... hey, yeah. Speaking of that, what if this is another crazy thought? Like the Force Ghost Luke at the end of the movie, blah blah. Um, what if Ray is Kylo's little sister and not Luke's daughter? Nope. I don't want that. Okay, that we're, coming, that. we're coming up. Here we we're go. We're on, on that. that. we're on that now. Who? Okay. I don't just want that at all. Next point. Ray. Who's, there's no way who's she's her. Who's her parents? No who's her dad? Yeah. There's no way she's my, his daughter. Let's talk about my Ray. guess is my guess is that Ray's parents uh-huh. either aren't going to factor in at all, like they're not, it doesn't matter who they are, okay, or they're new characters. Okay, Dave. 
I'm I'm done. Let's, let's like, give our let's done. give our thoughts quickly, and then we'll talk about how or why. Okay. Dave, she's Luke's kid. Okay. She's Isaac, Luke's kid. Isaac. Who do I think her parents are? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I mean, I the the obvious in your face answer would be Luke is her dad. Okay. I have no idea who her who her mom could be. Okay. Um, I'm with I'm with Dave. I'm like 99% sure it's Luke. I don't want it to be that. Okay. Don't want it. It's to too be. much. It's too much. They they've done they've done enough with the familial people being related this and that like that's is it way possible? played out. Now. It needs to be done. They need to not do that. <laughs> okay. Is it possible for her? Is it possible for Luke to have an immaculate inception? No. Conception like uh, Anakin's mom? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, uh, it that would, that would just be too. It would be too much. That's too yeah, much. Yeah, and and going with what Josh is saying, it would be great if she was just you know some kind of orphan that was dropped off at Luke's Jedi training setup. Yeah, and, like you know, I, Luke was like a father figure to her. Mm-hmm. I to, think, I think that that there is a something terrible with the the whole turning away by Luke from his training because of the betrayal of Ben. Mm-hmm. I think that is not something that Luke would have done unless there was a, more of a factor in there. Luke's not someone that's just going to give up. He's the most powerful Jedi in the universe. He's doing what you Yoda told him to do. He's not going to, oh, Ben doesn't want to turn. Oh, I'm taking my hands off him. Let him go the way of the dark side. I'm taking have, off. Something I else happened. That. I think that he, I, I think there might have been something similar to to Anakin's, you know, slaughter of the Jedi Temple. I think that maybe his maybe his wife got murdered. Uh, but I also, I, I think here's the thing that ties in with Ray. I think that, I think that Luke, because Luke has, Luke has always struggled too. This, this is a family problem yeah. with the force the anakin this this we're going to get on the kylo ren obsession with vader in a little bit but this whole tie-in with anakin and his ability or his inability to keep his emotions now he got he got his stuff together once he went down the vader trail and and after the jedi were wiped out and everything he got his stuff together but he still had that struggle which came through in the end of the true original trilogy now you got kylo ren who is off his rocker <laughs> go uh, just not able to control himself. You've got, but 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 then I'm sorry. Uh, go back to Luke. Luke was the same way. Where there's a lot of there's a lot of theories floating around out there that make a lot of sense in the ways that some of the some of the scripts were changed originally. And but there's still a lot of it in the original trilogy where Luke had a lot of doubt and a lot of fear and a lot of stuff that was messing with him and possibly going one way or the other. And just the dialogue between him and Palpatine at the end where Palpatine's saying, go ahead. Yeah. Take your Jedi, strike me down and you'll be one of us. He does exactly that gives into his anger, gives into his emotions. When Vader's uh, prodding him about Leia kicks Vader's butt turns around and says, you know what? No, I have control of this. So how does that make, how does that make Ray Luke's Luke's daughter? I'm not saying that does. I'm just just saying this ties into the fact, this ties into what I'm what I'm getting to. Okay, Luke Luke has this issue that has been in their family all the way from the beginning, and I think Luke is afraid of the same thing happening to Ray that happened to Ben. Okay, and also knows that Snoke's out there. This guy that turned Ben is out there somewhere. Uh-huh. He doesn't want his the same fate to happen to his daughter. 
So he hides her. Okay. I think it's I think it's as simple as that. I know it's okay. it's it's very similar to the New Hope. I mean, it's ex- almost yeah, exactly right, right. The same. Well, a lot of there are it's lots too similar. Josh, here's here's my it. thought on that. Go ahead. I think I think w- the reason Luke like went away and quit. I don't think it has anything to do with Ray. I think the reason he turned around and quit is like when Ray was having her vision. Yep. And you see Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren yep. behind him. He's got like five or six you see in that shot. There's, there may be more for all we know. Um, I think what happened is Ben started to turn to the dark side. He and Luke had it out. And Luke was training a bunch of right. young Luke's Jedi, not just angels. Ben. I think, yeah, I think that Kylo Ren took a bunch of the his peers uh, from Jedi's tra- uh, Jedi's sure. Luke's training yep. and turned them against Luke as well sure. and went away. And Luke is seeing like, oh, my gosh, I gave them a bunch of the skills that they have now. I'm not and doing that anymore. Now they've turned to the dark side and like basically he equipped them to fight for the dark side now. And he's like, no, I can't do that anymore. Like I, I am not good enough to do this. Okay. And I think, I think it was just, he felt like he failed and that's why he went away. Like he's doing more harm than good. And he just needs to take himself out of the equation. So Ray is just a random, random person. That's what I'm, that's really what I'm hoping. And here's, here's my prediction. I think what's going to happen. I think Poe Dameron, Finn and Ray, all three are force sensitive. And I think by the end of the trilogy, they're all going to get some training from Luke. Mm. And there's going to be a final showdown with Luke and the three of them against Kylo and his Knights of Ren and the First Order. Okay. And so I think that I think that what they're setting us up for is we're finding a bunch of these Force-sensitive people. And it's not like this royal lineage almost. It's like we're finding all these different Force-sensitive people and – with training like episode they two. could become yeah they could become whatever like so not not necessarily that all three of them are going to become jedi but <laughs> that all three of them could get training from luke and learn how to control their their powers okay. a little bit more um so i'm hoping that ray's not related to anybody i think i i hope that either her parents don't matter or they'll introduce those characters okay in the coming movies here's my here's my uh pitch for you on why she is luke's daughter um i think there's numerous points one i think they make too big of an issue too big of a deal that her parents that's her family left her and she's waiting for them to come back with the tick marks on the wall of the inside of the ad at with Mm -hmm. the i can't leave jakku i have to go back i've been gone too long it's super, super, super important to her that her family is coming back. So the family, that's it's a big importance. Two, when, when she is at Maz Kanata's place and she hears herself crying, basically, and she has those memories or whatever, you know, future sights, whatever they are, she goes down, she hears the lightsaber calling to her, which has you know, whatever, if you want to say it has the Force part of it, whatever. It's Anakin's original lightsaber. She goes down, she hears all this, she touches it, and immediately upon touching it, it's kind of like when Luke is on Dagobah, and he starts to see things. She sees herself being pulled away by a hand, and crying after a spaceship that's leaving the atmosphere. 
she sees the Knights of Ren and someone getting killed with a light with apparently Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Um, she sees Kylo Ren in the wooded forest, which is that a future of her seeing that coming up later in the movie where she's going to have to fight him. And then when she falls out of the, the room and it ends and you hear again, I've seen it three times. And after the second time I read some things, so I paid more attention. You hear, yeah. you hear Yoda talking and then, and Dave, you texted this earlier. They take Alex, Sir Alex Guinness's voice and make him say Ray. And then you and McGregor says, these are your first steps. As she mm. falls. Now the thousand year old Maz Kanata comes down at that exact moment and says, You found it basically. That was Anakin that was Luke's lightsaber and his father's before him, and now it calls to you. If that's just her going and you're just some random person, then it just it's Luke's and it was Anakin's too, and it just happens to be calling for you. I think they're way overdoing the connections between Anakin, well, Luke, and, and her. She, she also said your answer that you you're already looking for know. is not behind you. It's ahead of yeah, you. Yeah, and you already know the truth, she says. You already know. I just think I just think that's too. they're making it too obvious at that point. Yeah, because they want us, the audience, to realize. I don't want that. I don't want that. it or not. And then I have more. I can keep going. There are more things. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so... In when when they do see Maz Kanata again, they set Maz up as this very knowledgeable person. She's been around for a thousand years. She, she knows that midichlorians is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> she she mentions that the Sith were a a threat before the Empire existed, so she knows about the Force a lot. She says she doesn't have that power, but she knows about it. Right. And and when she when they're all there around the table. And she's given Finn, you know, I've seen those eyes before. You just want to run. He gets up, walks away. Ray chases after him. She looks to Han immediately and says, tell me about this girl. And then after Han and her have this conversation, that's when Maz finds Ray in the basement and says, it's calling you too. I think Han and Leia both know who Ray is. I think either she, her memory was force blocked as a child when Kylo Ren, I'm jumping all over the place, so stay with me, I know. When Kylo Ren was trying to get the piece of the map out of her head, because she saw the map, he says, I see an ocean, I see an island. What is he seeing the future? Is he seeing where Luke is now? Or is he seeing where Rey grew up as a child? Oh, uh, Luke has this Jedi training. All these people or, are here. Or or is he seeing J.J. Abrams' island from Lost? <laughs> well, he says... Hold on! Let me finish! <laughs> Hold on. Wait, no, no. Well, Kylo Ren says you've dreamt of this island. Yeah, he. I, I took yes. it as she was he, seeing where Luke was. Because she grew up there. Because as a child, she was there with her dad and with her dad Luke and her mom, who we don't know who this is, at the end of the movie, there's a tombstone that Luke is mourning over at the very end of the movie. Probably his wife's. Kylo Ren, and I like your theory about Ben taking, Kylo Ren taking his pupils and you know with him and turning them. I, I didn't think I about that. That's good. That's but something happens. Luke's wife is killed. 
probably by Ben or somebody like that. He Luke realizes all these people have training for me. They've turned to the dark side. They've killed my wife. I'm not training anybody else to, to turn to the dark side. I need to get Ray out of here. So he leaves her with the guy who gives her portions because it's his hand that's on her arm when he pulls her away. And probably that old guy at the beginning too. And he leaves her there. And then he goes off to find the first Jedi temple somewhere because I got to sort out what I've done and I got to find a way to fix it. At some point between then and now, he has learned something, done something, goes back to where it all started and is waiting, whatever, movie. It's a movie. Ray happens to find him <laughs> at that point because R2-D2 woke up at that exact point. So, I'm, I mean, I think from all those different reasons that she is obviously his daughter. I may be off on some of those. I may be way off on, on some, but I think on, especially the Maz Kanata one, I think that's a telegraph, obvious, like you said, to us, the audience, that, hey, guys, this is a family member. We're kind of telling you, wink, yeah. wink, nudge, nudge, without saying it. I'll just, Ray, I'll just Ray say, has been, I really Ray. don't want it, but I'm not going to be, I won't be like, devastated mm -hmm. if that's the case I just does what i say that. make sense or it makes I mean, sense does, it makes sense okay there i just i don't want that to happen yeah. but i'm not going to be devastated there are obviously four like people that are that are in tune with the force or that are force sensitive i should say not necessarily in tune they are naturally good at some things uh -huh. ray ray is exceptionally good at things i mean better than than luke when we saw luke at that age uh in a new hope as far as I mean, being able to get up, uh, Luke, Luke became a great pilot, but he piloted all growing up in on Tatooine. I mean, shooting womp rats and doing all that stuff. Anakin grew up pod racing, uh, well, at least yeah. that's how he was at the time. We we don't see Ray doing anything that su that would suggest why she's good at this stuff, other than scavenging, which which might help her out with her mechanical. Yeah, you would skills. assume that she flies though, because she said that when they're running, he says we need a yeah, pilot. She says, she says we, we have one. one. We have she one, knows but she she's can never, fly. but she's never flown off world. True, yeah. From her, from yeah. her memory, at least. Yeah, she's never left. So the it's planet. it's all been it's all been on planet, and I'm thinking that she's had she's had training of some sort as before. a child, right? When your dad was the last it. Jedi ever, and does and doesn't know it, doesn't remember it, and I <laughs> I think this is more of I think this is less of she's just naturally better than anyone we've seen so far in the series. And, and that she's recalling some things. She has that she been didn't know. awoken, you would say. Yes, yes. And like it was a dormant, like a dormant power that yes. she didn't know she had. And now the force has awoken, and they. Even and I think, I think that I think that Han and Leia knew, Han just instinctively decided to start watching out for her. I'm going to offer you a job. You know, uh, I need a pilot. Yeah. I need this. Here's um, another. I also, yep. I also think that Kylo knows who she is. I think yeah, I might. I agree for sure. Because she was so very, young. Yeah. But he's very. Tell me about this girl. He says. He freaked as soon as he heard there's a she. She was helped by a girl. He freaked out. Yeah, like tell me yeah. about this girl. It's what girl? Or and he blows up right. I mean, just instantly. And it's like it's like he knew. Here's a good point. My wife, my wife is eavesdropping, and <laughs> she just wrote down a very good point. Remember when Luke tells Leia, "My father has it, I have it, and my sister has it." She says, "I've always known. Somehow, I've always known." 
just yeah. like Maz says to Ray, you know, you've you know. always known. Yeah, you know, you know. Same verbiage. That's a very good point. And I and and we also remembering. I mean, obviously there there is some there was some misdirection in the TV spots and the trailers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one point where I was sure Ray was Han's daughter mm. because of that those eyes that 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 ad was clearly saying, oh, and she I've the seen those eyes Falcon. before. And like Falcon, there's Han turning at the the other eyes. And, yeah. But but. I don't think they would be misleading when they took Luke's lines from Jedi and, and says, you have that power too, even though he yeah. was talking to Leia. And when they were using it. I've totally forgot this back to the Isaac's music thing. When she says, when Maz says that was Luke's and his father's and now it calls to you, Luke's music plays at that exact moment. Also, yeah, but I figured that was because they were talking about his lightsaber. But mm-hmm. also, doesn't Luke's music play when the when the lightsaber force goes into her hand? And when she closes yes. her eyes? It does. When she closes her eyes? Yeah, because that... It, the Luke's play. Because, yes, but that was also the... Like, in the original trilogy, that was also the music that would play, like, in a triumphant moment, or when Luke was channeling the force. It was, it was always... It was Luke's theme, Luke but it was also used... It was also used... Like during big moments, and we don't know Ray's last name on purpose. That was never revealed. Finn, we realize, is just he was taken as a child. Call sign. Yeah. So, all right, moving on. Um, title of the movie: Force we, Awakens. We, yeah, we've we touched talked on about that. that just for a second. Obviously, um, that was her realizing have felt, her power. Have you felt the awakening? And he has, and that was her power. Yeah. Let's talk about, and we kind of even touched on this slightly, but yeah. let's talk about Ren, uh, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren's obsession with Vader. So, it's, and she, and Ray even like jabs it into him when she says, You're afraid you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. And he freaks yeah. out. So he's obviously obsessed. He has somehow he's, re- he's gotten Vader's melted mask. Um, yeah. You assume he. I kind of thought at first that when he got to Maz Kanata's place, he was not looking for Ray, but he was looking for the lightsaber. Like he's hunting relics, but he screamed out, "That's mine!" At the yeah, end. that's mine. Yeah. So he's obviously he's obsessed with his grandfather. He, he doesn't wants know. To be he, the, he wants to be the product, the the next in line. He wants to finish what Vader started. Which what did Vader start? He doesn't know that Vader turned good at the very end. The only people that know that is Luke and who Luke has told, which is, you assume, be Leia and Han and them. But what... what that's, also a, that's also a question for me. Why wouldn't, his, why wouldn't their descendants be told that? Why wouldn't that be made known? Maybe people just don't believe it. Just like you read some of the books, the Aftermath book, people don't all no, believe no, no, that. No, 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 no. I'm saying, why haven't they been told by Leia and Luke? I mean, Kylo, Vader also, turn. Kylo, Kylo obviously knows that Vader was his grandfather, Anakin Skywalker. Right. So he knew he knows he was good at one point. He knows he turned to the dark side. Yeah. Why wouldn't Luke have told him, no, your grandfather redeemed himself? Maybe he did, and he just doesn't want to believe it. He wants to believe in the dark. Because he, Ren struggles with the light and the dark still. That's obvious. He said, he, he said he, I feel the call to the light. Yeah, he's, and says that to the mask. Yeah. Show me the power of yeah. the dark. So what? He's okay. praying to Vader, praying, asking for yeah, help. Okay, help. so going back to that. Yeah. Going back to Ren is a kid that can't get anything done. He's failing yeah. at everything. Right. 
would wouldn't you think he would have this obsession with Darth Vader, who was the most powerful Force user, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You, what, don't you think he'd go to him and and, and try to find out how yeah. to become powerful like Especially that? If he's like, like that was, yeah. yeah, that was that was my yeah. that was my take on it. Well, I said like, it first, it so it's my take. <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes sense that he would turn to that. Like he would he would latch onto that. So yeah, what so is I mean, that, what is the thing he's trying to finish? What does he think Vader started? Because why well, did mean, Vader, why did Anakin become Vader? What was the the purpose was to save Padme, but then correct. also to bring peace. Well, to bring peace, but he also wanted to like he was he, he wanted to bring his mother back to to life. Yeah, his too. motivation was to figure out how to be immortal right. and make others immortal. Then make like, then exactly. stop the fighting. He, he yeah. needed to become more powerful. Okay, Palpatine. Darth Sidious told him that um, what what's who was his teacher? Plagueis the Wise. Okay, became so powerful that he could stop people from dying. Yeah. So obviously, in in his mind, I'm thinking he's thinking, okay, I've got to become so powerful. Yeah. And he tells him the only way you can do that is by going to the dark side. So I mean, maybe Kylo Ren's thinking the same thing. The only way he can become that powerful is by going to the dark side. Yeah. And that's how he's finally gonna not gonna not be a failure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I think probably a lot of the reason that he can't get his stuff together is that he is so conflicted. Like he he can't bring himself to make a complete choice, a committed choice. Yeah. And then I think we see at the end the beginning of that committed choice when Han dies. But I think that's part of the reason that he keeps screwing up is he can't he can't bring back. himself fully in tune with either side. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's the decision he had to make. He had to have help making so he could have peace with it because he was now he's not around. See, to... see, are, see and, and are we just are we just going to go down the same route of you know are we going to see redemption for right. Kyler for Ben Solo later down the line? Is he going to help? Defeat Snoke. What's going to happen? I mean, is right. it going to be that? Gonna, is it right. going to be that similar to the other? Is he going to pick up this man what? and throw him down a pit? <laughs> it, it's it's. There's a lot of questions. I mean, we were a lot of stuff that we were wondering about was answered, yep. but we were it, left with so many more questions. Obviously, of course, they're going to so do it that way. Questions. So another question we have that we're left with: Who is Snoke? Who is this guy? Han knows who he is. Leia is he really knows- a giant? Is he really a giant? Did you guys all think? Right. I hope he is. Like, like. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think it was a hologram at first. Me neither. Yeah. But obviously, Han knows who he is. Leia knows who he is. So he's a known figure. He's not like Sidious was. No one knew until then. I think it's pretty safe to say that this guy had to have been around during the originals and possibly during the prequels. Obviously, we just didn't know who he was. But somebody, he couldn't be someone that just sprung. You wouldn't think so. He looks like the Inquisitor. Okay. Do you think, does anybody think he's Darth Plagueis? I don't. I was under the impression that Darth Plagueis died. Sidious is a liar. Now, when Sidious tells Vader the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise, and how he was my master, and he could bring people to life, but he could not save himself. He goes, the dark side can teach you those things and he basically promised anakin i will teach you how to keep padme alive if you come and join the dark side and anakin finally says fine i'll do it and sidious immediately goes we will learn this together he just told anakin i will teach you but then when anakin commits he's like 
but I don't know how yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> he tricked yeah. him. He, he, he manipulated Anakin and tricked him. So would it be such a far stretch to say that he lied about killing Plagueis himself? See, there's the, the, as, as far as Yoda says, but that would mean, there's always two of them. Yeah, that would mean there was more than two. If Plagueis, and we, dip, we definitely know that in the movie, you had Sidious and Maul in the first movie. Then you had Sidious and Dooku. Then you had Sidious and Anakin, mm -hmm. or Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. um, so if, when, when Sidious decided to take on an apprentice, being, it's from, from what we know, well, uh, the canon from the movies, it was, it was, it was. Good. So does he, is he not, I mean, wh what would have to happen to Plagueis for that to happen? Because in Jedi, you know, you've got that whole, that whole question of, well, what's going to happen if you turn Luke to the dark side? There's only, there's always only two. But, that, but what about right trade. now? What about right now? If, if Luke's the only Jedi before Rey becomes awoken, You've got supposedly Snoke and Kylo Ren, even though they say Kylo Ren's not Sith yet. He's so not, do you yeah. just have Snoke and Luke? Are there only two? And no, there's not. What do you mean? It's by not the two doesn't refer to the Jedi. Or I realize I'm saying the balance. Oh, you got Snoke and you got Luke. You've always you've always got a balance for that too. Right. You've always right. got use like the balance was Anakin was the one to bring balance to the Force because there was too many Jedi. Right. So he killed all the Jedi, where all that were left were, were Obi-Wan and Yoda. And then there was Palpatine and Vader. So, my, here's, I don't know, I don't know if he is Plagueis. I'm guessing that he might be based on... See, that is so, that's something that I never thought of do, until just Google, it's, not a, Google, it's not a stretch. Google Darth Plagueis and look at images. I'm just saying... Do it. I'm saying, no, Google Darth Plagueis, look at images. Wait, I just want to touch on what you said. I just want to touch on what you said about him bringing balance to the Force by destroying the Jedi. I always assumed that Qui-Gon's vision was a long-term vision that he didn't see how it played out and that Anakin brought balance to the Force by chucking Sidious down that hole. That's always how I interpreted mm. Anakin that was the final. being the chosen one. Yeah, he, he just dude, eventually he got there. That's how I interpreted it. You, he didn't. Qui Gon didn't see it happening that way. Josh, you googled Darth Plagueis, didn't you? He does look a lot like it. A Plagueis, lot like it. Snoke has injuries, right? His head yeah. has a giant gash on it. His face is dis malfunctioning. His mouth. But yeah. he's not a human. He's definitely not a human. Right. He's humanoid. And some of these issues, or it's issues, why would I say that? Some of these images, Darth Plagueis is wearing a mask around his like his lower mouth. And one of these images, Darth Plagueis is holding the burned Darth Vader mask. So I see that. It's, it's I, fan art, obviously. I, yeah. yeah. Well, there are books, like Google the book. There's a book cover that's a Timothy Zahn book that was done. That has a giant face of Darth Plagueis with a smaller human, just very similar to the Hux Ren version. That picture of Plagueis also he also has a uh, uh, machine hand. So I don't I don't know that he is. I, I you know there's a lot of obviously he's he's brought up in canon because Sidious talks about him. You know what? Let me say this too. I interject. You know what else is weird about looking at these images? I've looked at these before, but I've never made this connection until just now. Yeah. When in uh, the Empire Strikes Back, 
when Lucas portrayed the Emperor, he actually used the voice of one guy and then used the wife of a makeup artist Dress up. Before, before, he, before he fixed it with the guy who played Palpatine in, in uh, Return of the Jedi and then the prequels. But it was played by a woman and they put things on her face to make her look a certain way, which is very uh, – that's the way he wanted to do it. But it's strangely enough, if you go and you look the, and watch the original, like you look at the original scene where Vader's standing there and he's looking at of, – of the Emperor's face, it looks similar to this face too. It's obviously mm. – it's obviously old school makeup stuff. So I mean, but ba- bottom line, we're assuming Snoke is a Sith, right? Like he's right. he's a Sith of some kind. He is pulling the strings on the First Order, right? And General Hux is his military commander. Kylo Ren is his apprentice because he has to complete his training. So regardless if he's Plagueis or not, I just threw that out there because. I had seen those images and heard some talk, and it's you know it's not a stretch to think that Palpatine would just straight up lie about it, and maybe he lost his powers, maybe he did a Voldemort right, like you mentioned, looked that way, and he disappears, but he was able to latch onto something, his soul, quote unquote, was able to latch onto something, and he was able to find a way to bring himself back. Well, in the again in the non-canon expanded universe. That was the secret to immortality was your preserving your your force, what being, whatever you yeah, want to yeah. call it, and transfer it to a host. Yeah. You had to have a host. So, and I know that, like that stuff doesn't matter but now. But I think they're pulling. But the concepts could, yeah, the concepts could still transfer. I think they're pulling, and that pieces. would be interesting. Yeah, it would. So, or oh, is boy. it Jar Jar Binks? Oh, shut up. Just, just, it's Jar Jar Binks with like a Wizard of Oz type yeah. device. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> oh no! All right. No. Anything else to add on Snoke? Uh, nope. Okay. I mean, well, I there there is a theory out there, okay. and I don't I don't subscribe to this, but there is a theory that what if it's uh, Palpatine? Mm. What if somehow? Yeah. What if somehow he survived? Yeah, what if somehow he survived and is a different, different Anything's looking thing? Anything's possible what if, at this point. What if, what if Palpatine was actually Plagueis in the beginning? Sure, yeah. I mean, we we have nothing. Nothing is canon but the movies. Right. Well, no, and the and the comics and the current novels. Well, the comics oh, and the right. two novels. I forgot about that. And yeah. the current novel. Well, there's a lot more than two novels. There's quite a few. Oh, are there? Eight to ten of them. I oh, I just knew of the two. I guess I thought there's the books were thrown out for some reason. Oh, no. Reason. There, a lot of them are, but there are eight or so that they are and they're all in the past other than one one is after jedi everything else is before all right uh parallels we've talked we mentioned this earlier episode seven force awaken is very similar to episode four and dave you asked the question is it you asked the question are we just going to go through the same trilogy i mean like like, just just listen to it the bad, the, these, this, the same two movies right here. The bad guys are chasing the good guys for secret information. It gets stuck in a droid. The future <laughs> hero finds said droid. Uh-huh. The future hero runs into Han Solo. Uh-huh. They start to, they start to like learn the Force. Uh, a, a role model dies. Obi Wan Kenobi. Han Solo. The rebels attack, destroy the massive bad guy base. It's like there's so many of the same things yeah. in there. I is that bad? Is my that thought good? On that, though, I had no problem with it. No, I don't. I noticed it, 
And I, I said, as soon as I left the movie, like, I was riding home, and I was talking about it with my buddy Joey, and I said, like, oh my gosh, we can see Isaac now. Um, I told him, like, I the whole movie, I was like, this is so much like, I kept thinking, this is so much like episode four, this is so much like episode four. And, like, down to, like, the trench run, and then, like, blowing yeah. up the one spot on the yeah, Starkiller right. base, and, like, all this stuff. But then I thought to myself, like, I don't even care, like... I don't yeah, hate that at good. all. I, like, like it. I don't even care that it's like it. But my thing is, I think they had to do that in this first movie for J.J. to be like, hey, everyone, calm down. I like Star Don't Wars. worry. It's okay. We've got it. Yeah. And just please be on board. Well, and so that was like good. a nod. Yeah, that was a nod to all the hardcore fans saying, we're going to do right by this. And I think moving forward, they don't need to do that anymore. And I don't think they will. Mm. But I think that I think they needed to do that in this movie sure. to get everyone on board. So we're so all of us are saying it's just enough old, but right. also just enough yeah. new. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like this Final Fantasy VII reboot. Ah, it's like it's a game that you love in the past, but you want to see it with updated graphics. Sure. Yeah, and a little different, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Good. Yeah, but there were a lot of similarities to yeah. the uh, episode four. Absolutely. The cantina scene? Yeah. Cantina band scene. spent a lot of time yeah. on that. And he's like, Han's like, well, all right, let's blow it up. There's always a way to do that. Right. And they're like, well, it has shields. And he's like, all right, well, how do we take down the shields? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of Han, what did you, and we talked about it already, but how, what did you guys feel about Han's death? Was it epic enough? Did it do his character justice? Was it a waste? What do you think? I thought it was heroic. It was just heroic enough. It for me, it didn't need to be like action packed. He didn't need to die in battle. I think seeing the father side of him, which is a side of him we haven't seen yet, and him knowing that he was probably going to die doing this, but knowing he had to do it anyway, different. Like it's a different side of him that we haven't seen. It's a different type of heroic sure. that we haven't seen from Han Solo yet. And I think it was fitting. Like, it was perfect. I think it was perfect. It was exactly what the movie needed. It was exactly what Kylo Ren's villain needed, like, it's to like progress the, and move the, forward. The fact that he, he was hiding at first and saw Kylo Ren walking, and yeah. he had a decision. He could have got out of there. But as a father, he couldn't let him walk away. Without trying. Without reaching. Without reaching. Yeah. Even like Josh said, knowing that, Oh, this is a good chance that you know this is it. I mean, this I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go down trying for my son. Yeah. Um, and as far as the movie goes, I mean, this obviously we we talked about it before amongst ourselves. Just being able to come back into this world with with prequels that are for the most part understood by most Star Wars fans just not good. I mean, there are some there are some fun cool things about them, but. We just weren't happy with those, and we want to get back on track with Star Wars. And it's, even going into the first line that Lorsan Tarkin or whatever his name was, I forgot. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase, but I thought it was really cool. I listened to the um, guys that kind of funny say that, and Tim Geddes pointed out. He said, "This will begin to change things, or this will begin to fix things, something like yeah, that. This things. will begin to make things right. Yeah, this go. will begin to make things right." And he interpreted it almost like this is J.J. Abrams saying, "Guys, it's gonna be all right." <laughs> We're gonna fix this, and we're gonna make this awesome. And yeah. here you go, let's go. And then you ha you got these. Okay, now we find out. Oh, the original people are coming. Because when you, it's, it's I'm gonna kind of paraphrase him, where it's like, you find out, oh, they're making a new Star Wars. Ah, oh, this again, this is gonna be awesome. 
but they're not going to have the original people anymore. Then you find out, well, they are going to have the original people. It's probably not going to be those guys, though, because, wait, no, it is going to be those guys. Like, what's go- how could this possibly work? And for them to be able to inject us back into this world and say, here's all these new characters, I think it was it was brilliantly done. I don't think it could have been done with as well as it was without yeah. the new characters in it. And I think it's a very obvious passing the torch moment. Yeah. I mean, the parallel between... I was thinking about this <sighs> when we were talking about parallels and then actually looking at Han's death. In A New Hope, you have Obi-Wan Kenobi, who at that time when you're watching A New Hope for the first time, you're not connected with this guy. You don't know who this guy is. You hear about him. There's no love for this character. Whereas Han Solo... Most people love Han Solo. I mean, he's yeah. the favorite character of most people. When he dies, that is a big deal. But it's this almost the same exact thing. When when Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan, or Obi-Wan lets him kill him, they were, they're basically family. Anakin and, hmm. and Obi-Wan were basically family, just like... They call ben each other brothers. Yeah, yeah, they were... They were they knew each other well. We didn't know that at the time. Right. So now you, you go into this movie, and it's like... I know that in A New Hope, that's, you know, Alec Guinness wasn't casted for that particular reason, like like Harrison Ford was for this, but um, there, him being there and, and saying, look, this is okay, we're back, this is Star Wars, we got Han Solo and everything, and then him dying is like Isaac was saying, it's the realization of we can't use the same characters to keep making these movies. Yeah. They're too old. Yeah. But yeah. let's bring back what we can, relive the good old days for a little bit, and then say goodbye in a good way and then go with these new people and sort of replacing, like I was talking earlier, I think Finn is in a way, we have two characters now. We've got Poe and Finn, who I think are kind of like a two-character replacement for Han Solo because Finn's not really a pilot, obviously, Um, but he he is the unlikely hero. He is the guy that will stick his neck out if he needs to, but he's kind of not wanting to get involved. Um... And he's a you know comic relief and everything. And then you got Poe, who's an excellent fighter, and is also comic relief. Mm. Two two similar guys, and they're just they're buddies mm. and everything. It's almost like a new Chewie and Han thing. Sure. Um, but I do you, you know, think I, do you think Chewbacca is gonna continue? That was something that I wanted to talk to make about. it all the way through. Yeah, because the think only he's reason have cameos like Leia, mm. like obviously she's I've... not gonna be. I felt like the only reason – well, I okay, so again, referring to things that aren't necessarily canon anymore, the reason Chewie was with Han in the first place is Chewie owed Han a life debt Yeah. because Han saved his life. Right. And so now that Han's dead – He doesn't have to stick around. Chewie could absolutely choose to just bug out and But did him and Ray – Did him and Ray now blah. kind of become buddies? Yeah, but now that they've bonded, Chewie might stick around. But it's interesting now, like Chewie – Has a choice. Suddenly has free will again – um yeah so i'd like i wanted to touch on that real quick it's interesting it sounds to me like chewie could go and shack up with uh with uh with moss yeah totally (laughs) where's my boyfriend i like that wookie she said i like that (laughs) (laughs) that was so great it was so random where's my boyfriend i like that wookie yeah that was funny there like you were saying just there were so many good moments with Chewie, I mean, Chewie's the same way, a little bit different than obviously <laughs> R2 or BB-8, but Chewie is alike in the same way where he can't use words right. to express yeah. his that sounds, emotions. That sounds very scary. And they do such yeah. a good job. You are so brave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, I do like how Ray can understand 
Chewbacca just like Han could, and that Ray can understand BB-8 and R2, assumedly R2-D2. She's, and Finn can't understand any of them. Yeah. Finn's did a soldier. See, did we see that Ray can understand Chewie? Yeah. yeah. At, when they first meet. Uh, Han says, where's the rest of your crew? And she, he says, it's just us. So who's the pilot? You're the pilot? And then he says something, rah, rah, and she responds because Finn looks at her. And she goes, he goes, you can understand that thing? To Ray. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Han. She's, he says yeah, that to yeah. Ray. And then Han that's says, right. he can understand you too. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to skip the next one because we already talked about that. Um, but R2-D2. So, obviously, I think this is more I have than anything. I, I read something with the, the writers that kind of... I was going to say, I have, yeah. I have kind of a definitive answer from JJ on that one. Yeah, right. my guess, and I before, I'm going to just throw this out. My guess is, more than anything, this is a because it's a movie thing. We can't show <clears throat> Luke until the very end, because that's the way our movie's going to go. And Archie's going to have the plans for that, so he can't wake up to the very end. Plain and simple. I, I had a friend who thought it was Ray showing up that, that kind of triggered because it's Luke's kid. But I, my, I just I think Josh is going to say the same thing. Where I read, really, the writers said that it was BB-8 that essentially woke up R2-D2 because he was. At, I mean, C-3PO even confirmed in, in conversation that BB-8 wanted to see if uh, R2 had the rest of the map in his systems. Right, and. Turns out he did, and he just didn't wake up until the end. That's the only re- That's the only thing I don't understand is why it took so long for BB-8 to get him to wake up. Yeah, uh, uh, I read a thing with JJ where he was talking about it, and he said basically you're supposed to fill that in for yourself, but what was intended was BB-8 like ran into R2, and he was like, hey, oh my goodness, look at And then BB-8 was asking R2, hey, do you have the rest of this? And that's why C-3PO was like, why would he have the rest of this map? Um, and then, like, they walk away. Well, R2 is not off. He's just in low power mode. Right. C- C-3PO says that. So JJ said when BB-8 was doing that and they had that whole interaction, R2 starts searching his, like, memory banks because he got it when he was on the Death Star. He got the whole, that whole thing. When he downloaded when he was from the, into Death the Death Star. Star. And so that whole time, R2 was searching his memory banks for the rest of that map. And then he just happened to finally find it right at the end. And that's like a convenient movie timing thing. But that's why he didn't wake up until then, because he was searching for it. And then he finally found it. He woke up and he was like, hey, I got it. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I like like that, um, that R2 downloaded a whole lot more from the Death Star's computers than just... Yeah, how to get out or... or tractor beam was yeah. or, or you know shutting down the compactors and stuff like that mm, yeah. okay because those guys the Sidious and Vader were searching the galaxy for I mean I, even up to the even up to Vader's death they didn't know that Yoda was gone right. unless they sensed it because Luke certainly didn't tell him <clears throat> yeah I just thought that was interesting so there's yeah. there was definitely that's this things that we don't ever think about until you look back there had to have been a lot of information about Jedi stuff in the in the Imperial, you know, databases. Right. Because yeah. that was the goal of the Sith who were running the Empire. Right. Behind the scenes. Okay. And so you would assume that's how Kylo Ren says we have everything but that last piece too. Because right. he they obviously still have all that information. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well that's all the topics that I had written down for for our perspectives. Um there's a few more things to talk about that we got from listeners. 
But before we move to that, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on quickly, kind of, uh, before we move to these last few points? Um, I'll, I'll say something in defense of the movie because I heard people say things about it. So if any of our listeners have this concern as well, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and make a defense for it. Um, somebody, I, I, was, I heard somebody saying they didn't like how Finn was able to hold his own against Kylo Ren at the end in that lightsaber duel. Mm. And they didn't they didn't like that Ray was able to hold her own before she realized that she could channel the force. Okay. And my thought on that, because like at first, like just for a split second, I was like, that didn't make any sense. Right. But yeah, it does for two reasons. Number one, <clears throat> Kylo Ren is injured. Yep. Yep. And he's he's very inexperienced. So he's injured and he's not sure how to function with that. Number two. Kylo Ren is way out of control, not in control of himself at all. He just killed his father. He's injured. Everything's falling apart. Right. He's not in control of his emotions. So his like he's all over the place as is, and now he's also bleeding. Right. You know, was, all over the place. Also, also the fact that Finn didn't hold his own. I mean, he got he got wrecked eventually. And well, for, for a bit though, he really did. Like for a bit, he was like but going toe to toe. Well, right, but because of those other factors about our yeah. Brand, so what, as, what was with as far as Ray? Yeah, as far as Ray before before she even gets the lightsaber, we see Ray kick butt with us and hold her own pretty well. Right, but still, like Kylo's been trained, and we're assuming that Ray hasn't at right. this point, and so they were like, "I don't get it." But to me, it makes sense yeah. again because of Kylo's character. You know, like what's he's with, and and he that's why he's like hitting himself because he's like you, what's he's with, not angry enough. What is that? Because he's not angry enough. Like he he's can't channel the dark his... side. Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he to can't channel his hate enough, so he's not angry enough. He's so he's like himself making himself pain. mad. Yeah. So like that's why it made sense to me. So that's I will offer that line. defense. Yeah. That's the main Sith line: is given to your anger. Right. You yeah. Couldn't get angry enough. Right. Okay. Good. Anything else? Um, I would like to just brag a little bit more on the characters, okay. the actors, because it was just like, like I said, nothing was stressed or strained or forced like the second trilogy. I mean, how awkward was it? Anakin hitting on Padme. Right. Are you an angel? Right. And then and just, and the performances the were so poor. Oh my gosh. The, the dialogue was, so... was awful. Yeah. The writing was bad. Yo, you've grown too, only more beautiful or whatever it is. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like they're supposed to be, it's like an arranged marriage almost. It's right. like, they don't yeah. want to do it, but you know, George is back there saying, Hey, now kiss. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's just like with, with Ray and Finn, whether it's going to take a romantic, you know, turn or not, it's, it's already there. Cause they, they, like you said, they've been through so much mm-hmm. in, in such a short span of time that they already care for each other so much. And it, it, and it's not like right off the bat, he's just dropping these lines on her. Like, what's up girl. He's just, you know, they're he cares just for her. exactly one. It's just like, okay, the first order is coming after them. She's kind of drawn into it. So I've got to, you know, I he kind of felt responsible for her because yeah. he's, he's a stormtrooper with a conscience and he's, you know, he's trying to make amends. It sort of seems. So he's trying to get her out of there. He's trying to be the hero because he's trying to get everybody to think that he's part of the resistance but it's just like none of it none of it feels like it's it's being forced. It's just so easy to watch. You know, you're not cringing at the horrible lines and it's just like the actors do such a great job and then the writers do such a great job with the the chemistry of the characters, how it develops. 
you know, like you said, uh, Finn and Poe, I think Dave uh, was saying how they be just become like yeah. friends for life because of what they went through. They got out of uh, that Star Destroyer or whatever. Um, and I mean, that I, I feel like that just helped make the movie so much better. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Okay. Uh, a couple points from Facebook. Did Kylo Ren, and thereby also General Hux, and I guess we could say Phasma too, make it off Starkiller Base? Absolutely. Yes. Well, I, first of all, uh, Phasma, I don't think, was ever on Starkiller Base, was she? Yeah, she took, yeah. The, she took the shields down. Oh, she was, okay. I'm and then they threw her in the trash compactors, true, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, Kylo Ren yeah, for a I, while I was on that ship. Right. Yeah, I think we're just supposed to assume because Snoke said bring get him and come to me right. that, me that yeah, he made okay. it off the base. I agree. Yeah, I agree, but they don't show and right. you would you know, they don't give you any indication that that's the case, but they, you would they at least they at least showed Vader's uh, right. interceptor spitting out of control. Right, out in the yeah. away from the dark star, yeah. Okay. So uh do you think Phasma will get any kind of her own movie or any kind of anthology or anything like that? They're definitely setting her up for more screen time somewhere. I don't see. Know if I don't. I movie. I hope you're right because, like I said, that was like my biggest disappointment. But the way they did it, I I feel like they she's done. I hope not. But that's I how think, I feel. I don't think she's getting her own movie, but I I have a feeling we'll see her again. Well, this is. I mean, this is just how these movies are set up. I mean, we don't want it to be a repeat of four, five, and six, but. Just, just the way that that. I mean, it's going to be a similar thing to the Empire Strikes Back because they, the bad guys, are going to look for their revenge. They just got the crap blown out of them, mm. and you're setting up these characters that are going to be in the next movie. Obviously, you're going to have Snoke and Hux and uh, Kylo Ren, but I think Phasma's got to be in the next movie too. I, I can't see her. Oh, she just got thrown. She was only created as a, with a, a special. Uniform yeah. and everything, just so they could throw her in a trash well, pack. Her, she, she got her character design. Her character design was originally intended for Kylo Ren, oh, and really? that got switched. Yeah, so they they switched it for her. Her character was actually also originally a man, right? And they switched it too. But here's another thing: um, the lady playing her is also Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Right. I don't know if you guys right. are yes. familiar yeah, with that. Gwenzel and, and, or whatever. And I mean, she's. Um, I mean, she's. I, I feel like she's kind of a high-profile actress. Yes, right. So I don't think they'd give her such a short role. Uh, I don't think she would say yes to such a short role. Um, yeah. You know, if that, that's all she was going to do in this whole trilogy. Right. Yeah, she's got to come back, but I don't think. I don't speaking think. Speaking of speaking of short roles, I have seen J, a video of J.J. Abrams pretty much saying no to the to the rumors that uh, James Bond was the storm. Oh, oh yeah, he was. He absolutely was. How do you know? You JJ credit? said he was. When did he say that? And so did Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig confirmed it. That he okay. So, so I watched the, the video. The, said, just for the listeners, in case you haven't seen, the the rumor was that there are a lot of cameos, a lot of pretty big, high profile people that were going to play stormtroopers, and the one where Ray is in captivity and she says, "You will loosen these, you know, whatever they call them, and leave with the, the door open." That stormtrooper was Daniel Craig, a also known as the current James Bond. Okay. If you listen, well, the, the if you video, listen for it, 
it's the, that's his voice. That's totally his voice. It does sound quite a bit when you listen to it and thinking that you can hear it. Yeah. Well, right. You can you can see a lot of things and hear a lot of things when you're looking for some, trying to ooh, look for something. Ooh. I'm just I'm not shots fired. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying that's not proof. So, but if you've seen JJ actually said it, because I watched a video that maybe came out before. He said, "Why would why would Daniel Craig want to do a three second or something? Blah blah blah. He's got he's in the middle of doing this. Like yeah. he actually on purpose denounced whoever was interviewing him. Yeah, yeah beforehand, beforehand he said, no, I'd never do that. That's stupid. Right. Okay. But afterwards that's he said, I, yeah, I did it for fun. Go to Google and start typing Daniel Craig." And see what comes up in the suggestions. Is it immediate? Daniel Craig, Star Wars. <laughs> Forget James Bond. <laughs> Star Wars. All right. Um, so should we talk about Apparently, there's a bunch of different cameos in this movie. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed Stephen Colbert wasn't in it. Was he? I don't <laughs> think so. Did you? He was in uh, The Hobbit. He was. Did you guys see him interview do that bit with JJ and Harrison Ford? So great. I, yeah. After seeing that, I can't unsee. Ah, that's not how the force works. He does the. You, Dave, if you haven't seen, you need to watch. Stephen Colbert does this bit where we'll wait. He yeah, go ahead. No, he works with J.J. Abrams supposedly to get Harrison Ford to do the part. So J.J. Abrams meets with Harrison Ford, and there J.J. is like, "Yeah, I really want you to be in the Star Wars movies." Like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's dumb. I don't. I don't want that. As Harrison Ford. And then Stephen Colbert comes in cosplaying as a really bad Harrison Ford. And it's like, yeah, I can do this, J.J., look. And he starts doing these lines. I got a bad feeling. About, and they're just bad. And Harrison just gets madder and madder and madder. And there's one point where Stephen Colbert goes, look, I got the whole finger and the thing down. You don't know what you're talking. And does it really bad. And Harrison Ford <laughs> goes, I do not do that. And does it exactly <laughs> like it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Isaac. I just remembered another one of my favorite scenes of the movie. <laughs> okay. When they're on the Star Killer, and um, Harrison Ford, Han Solo asks Finn, uh, "How are we supposed to do this?" You know. Yeah. And he's just oh, like, yeah. "We can use the Force." Yeah. And he's like, "That's not <laughs> That's how it not works." How the Force? Yeah. He's like, "What did you used to do?" So what did you do? Sanitation. He grabs him, <laughs> slams him against. Oh, what do you mean you were in sanitation? He's like, "I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll use the Force solo." He's like, that's not how the force works. And then she goes, raw, raw, raw. He's like, oh, really? You're cold? You're I cold? Thought, yeah. I thought of the commercial. There were you know, so the, many the great two old ladies playing Candy yeah. Crush. That's yeah. not how this works. That's, that's not, not how, how this, works. this works. I like the scene where 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 uh, Han Solo keeps giving Finn the, the motion to turn around. And yeah. Finn's like, what What are you Wait, doing this for? What's why this? are you doing this? I'm trying to tell you something. That's like a, that's like a Will Smith thing. Like, what? What, what, is yeah. it? what is this? How great did John Boyega do uh, disguising his British accent? Perfect. Oh, man. Yeah. Great. I mean, I I have some friends. Like I started friend to wonder why he needed to. He didn't. Really. Like, I didn't I didn't understand why his character needed Ray to not did. have a British accent. Everybody that's else does. Thing, that's one hers. thing that Star Wars... Yeah. That's one thing that Star Wars has never really cared about is people having to have specific accents. Well, yeah. It's just like there's there's... People with these accents and this accents, and it just—who cares? I mean, I've never I really thought. Why does that person have an accent like that? I was that a little not shocked or anything. I was just surprised that they let Ray keep her—that she was Brit. She's British, and they let her keep her British accent. I mean, maybe not her full. It might be toned down a little bit, but like, I feel like his is a little bit of a different British. Well, obviously, it's a little—it's a different British accent. Yeah. I've, um. 
maybe a little more slang-ish. Sure. Yeah, he's got a little more of the street. Like, if you hear him in interviews. Anyway. All right, so to our point, uh, what did you guys think about, we touched it briefly, about Chewie's reaction to when Han died. Uh, We kind of talked, Dave brought it up a little (laughs) bit earlier. I I was kind of hoping, look, it's fine. I think it's good. Looking yeah. back, I kind of wanted, I wish we could have seen a little more of the the Wookiee warrior that Chewbacca's race is known for. We still we still haven't seen Chewie pull anybody's arms out of their sockets. And he got mad, <laughs> and he shot where Kylo was able to stop. You know the the blast at the very beginning of the movie. He didn't stop, and that's probably because well, he was distracted. Yeah, but yeah. but he Chewie was able to shoot him, and he yelled, and then he went on a storm. Well, how about killing I, just, spree? Off topic again for a second. How about all the references Han made to? Man, I really like this yeah. gun. He really liked yeah, that crossbow. <laughs> so been... I knew, you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Uh, like he's never shot that thing ever wait, before. Look, this. Can I try this? Yeah. No, really they like made a, they made fun of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like it, it just works great. I mean, this like I love when when Finn pulled out the the force ball that Luke used. Oh, oh yeah. Chuck. Said, I mean, just that's just awesome. And the and the line that um. The line that Kylo made to Hux, kind of making fun of the trilogy, is going, "Oh, so maybe, maybe do we need clone troopers yeah. instead?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, did, thought, did you guys think it was good enough? Was fine. It was emotional. I thought it was fine. Yeah, like I mean, he's he screamed he and like obviously he was definitely distraught. Was, do you think yeah, if he had control of himself, he wouldn't have screamed? That was think a terrible of, thing to think scream. of Solo getting put in carbonite versus this. Which one was like maybe it was the music. There wasn't a whole lot of music well, in this one. To be this fair, though, to be fair, though, we had a lot more time with Chewie when Han was put in carbonite, like before and after, like as it was happening, and then afterwards. But at that moment, we didn't though. have that much longer. I yeah, but he was like, it wasn't like they were in a battle situation. Sure, it wasn't. I, now, when I when I think about like when you talk about the carbonite thing, and like there's a scene where. Chewie starts flipping out and starting to throw stormtroopers and Vader signals to put the guns down because he doesn't want anybody to shoot anything in there. And then they gets, he gets taken away. And this one, there's a imminent time is of the essence. Yeah, but everything had stopped and at Chewie, that moment. Everything had stopped. Right. But Chewie also decided to blow it up. This. Yeah, I don't he care if I die, I'm blowing det- it up. Detonates it and yeah. starts taking, you know. So Also, he's that older. Point, we, don't even, we don't even know if he gets out until he flies up. He is older. Yeah. He is older. We didn't see what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, Thirty years older. To a Wookiee, it's nothing. It's like, yeah. like two months. Chewie's like like Chewie's Chewie's about middle aged for a Wookiee. Yeah. yeah. We had this discussion. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was Dad. fine. I think he's. I think he's. I think he was obviously distraught and and horrified I put and that sad. Scene in too and I think. I think we'll get more. Yeah, yeah. And then Chewie we see actually him wakes. Chewie's actually on the wakes R2 up over in yeah. the corner crying. And R2's like, like what's I, that? I, what's that noise? I, I think in the uh, the coming movies we'll see more of Chewie's sorrow over losing his friend. But sure. it, did, it didn't feel like we – I think it would have felt out of place if they spent too much time on that at that moment yeah, because there be were so immediate. many things that needed to right, happen. I understand that. And then the comparison to when Hongo gets put into the carbonite or whatever – um, everybody's in close proximity. Nobody's near Chewie for him to try to rip their arms out of their sockets. Mm. Yeah. They're on different levels, basically. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I would have been disappointed if it was like that crying Indian commercial scene where he turns towards <laughs> the camera. It's a tear. I mean, he, wow. he did what he could where he was. Nice. Okay. 
Good point. And then finally, this is a video game podcast. Originally, that's what we do on most weeks. This week, obviously, Star Wars is takes precedence over everything in life. So, yeah. speaking of though, games and Star Wars, Star Wars games. We have Battlefront. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Are we? When's the next Star Wars game coming? What are we gonna get? And when will it come? Cool. I think the next. Can we let Josh give us his impressions? Because he did play Star Wars Battlefront. Okay. And he oh, has yeah, not I done can, that yet. So, ja- yeah, give us it. give us your impressions and your thoughts on the current Star Wars game, and then let's talk about the future okay. of Star Wars games. Here's the thing, guys. I spent an hour and a half with Battlefront. I got it from Redbox. I kept it for, like, three days, and I spent an hour and a half in-game. I played uh, almost all of the game modes... Um, and I, I did a bunch of the single player stuff as well as online. Mm -hmm. My thing is they, so they, they, they absolutely did. They totally nailed the star Wars feel. It's 100% star Wars through and through, uh, aesthetics, music, sound effects, everything. It's a hundred percent star Wars, even the maps. Like it all feels like star Wars. I spent an hour and a half with the game but I felt like I got everything I was going to get out of it after about 30 minutes of gameplay. Like I did the single player stuff that was fun for a little bit. I got really bored with that really quickly. It's really repetitive. So then I started playing online and I wasn't terrible at it. I was, I was pretty good. So like, it's not like sour grapes. Like it's not like I got online. I was terrible. I kept dying. I was like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. It's just, it all felt not new to me. None of it felt like it was fresh. It's a bad shoot. In my opinion, it's a bad shooter. Like, it's not even a good shooter. It's a bad shooter. Like, you have to lead guys that are not running very fast with your gun, with a laser gun, in order to hit them because they want so badly to show you the laser bolts like flying through the air because they want to make it look like Star Wars. And you shouldn't have to lead a guy with a laser gun that's running. Like, you don't have to lead people like that in Call of Duty. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, so it feels like a bad shooter. It's a cool, like, Star Wars experience. But, I like, my opinion going into it was there's not a lot to this game. And after spending an hour and a half with it, I still feel like there's not enough to that game. It's not to Nearly get. Enough. It's not to get for for the shooting. It's not. It's not to. It's to get because it's a Star Wars game. I know, but even that, like, I would have. I would have been v- extremely disappointed if I have. If I had paid full price for that game but, and then gotten but, home and but, started playing it. But that I would. But that's what that's that's what I did. That yeah, I I wasn't. I, I know. I'm. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys like it. And I know I'm the odd man out. I'm just saying. I understand what you're saying. You're right. It's not a great shooter. I wouldn't call it. It's a bad shooter. Bad. It's a bad shooter in my opinion. And like, it's only redeeming quality to me is that it's Star Wars and they nail the aesthetic yeah. and the sound effects and everything. That is true. But hey. I got very bored with it very quickly. I don't know what that the game big is deal awesome, is, Josh. I don't know what the big deal is, Josh. The whole entire point of Star Wars is a lot of bad shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. 
My so I, I know I'm, I know I'm the odd man out, and I I really don't mean to just be a contrarian, and I don't mean to be like devil's advocate. Advocate, like I I honestly very much tried to like that game. I did, yeah. and it's not that I hated the game. I just there's a lot I, of I, you'd rather. I will not buy it until it's cheaper. Yeah, I can understand that. It was yeah, I can understand. That. I will say that. My nine-year-old Carter loves this game more than anything in the world. Like, he wakes up early to play this game. He, he loves loves it. I, I'm pretty sure he's played it more than I have. And I mean, for I can, a nine-year-old, that. like that type yeah. of shooter for a nine-year-old is perfect, right? Yeah, there's a lot uh, of things so. to do. Like a lot of like, you know, you can skip around pretty easily to different things. So like, I get why I get why people would like it, and I get why a young kid would like it, and you know, it's not a, to me. It's not a bad game. It just doesn't feel like there's enough. I hear you. I don't know. It, I, just... I don't. I don't want to admit this, but I feel like it's too funny not to talk about. Um, like a few weeks ago, Chad and I were playing Battlefront for like a long time, and we got to the point to where we're like, let's just play the Fighter Squadron one until we both can get into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like I've want, been wanting to play the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I. I gotta get it gotta get it gotta get it gotta get it there was one point where somebody got it and chad and i were chasing it around like the map the whole time like it, it would not go down you could not take it down it was so strong and i'm flying like right behind it like if he would have like mm-hmm. put his brakes on i would have flown into him i'm like gosh man i gotta fly this thing we've been playing for hours finally i get it <laughs> a random random pickup i'm like dude i just got the falcon like my like my childhood like b- was bursting out of my face. I'm so happy. I'm flying it up. I'm like, dude, it's so awesome. I fly it in a circle and I start getting shot. And I'm like, I'm gonna lose him. I go down. I take a turn and I fly straight into the ground. <laughs> I had it for like like 38 seconds. Oh, I'm so like, no! hilarious. No, oh, I can't believe it. Crashed its way oh, just that's the good. ground. All right, so moving on from that Star Wars game, the next Star Wars game, what 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 is its next game? So we've got Amy Hennig, who is the writer with the Uncharted series, and yep. Jade Raymond, who is one of the heads of EA, along with Scott Probst, who is uh, big in Visceral Games. They are making the next Star Wars game. So this is a Disney Lucasfilm property, but it's also being published by EA. And they're the ones making the next Star Wars game. Now, from what I understand, this isn't going to be a Skywalker game. This is going to be... There's a lot more to the Sky, to the Star Wars universe than the Skywalkers. Henning has said that herself. Um, there's no date or anything like that. Um, but from what I understand, it's not going to be anything like Battlefront. And it's not going to be anything like this 1313 game that was supposed to come out with Boba Fett a few years can back. I, yes. Can I say what I hope it is? Yeah, that's that's the question here. Because the next Star Wars movie we're getting is Rogue One, right? Yes, next year. That's next summer. Yep. Or next year. Next winter, maybe? Anyway. December 16th. Yep. Um, <laughs> to be exact. What I hope it is, what I hope it is, is a game like Rogue Squadron was. Like okay. a game that would coincide with the release of Rogue One. Sure. That's what I hope it is. That would be cool. What if this was a Mass Effect game? With a Star Wars skin on it. That'd be I'd awesome. Take that. Right? That would be cool. That would be super cool. 
I still say Mass Effect 2 is the best Xbox 360 game I've ever played. I'd have a hard time arguing with you on that. Even if you did, you'd be wrong. Okay. <laughs> Skyrim was pretty good, too. But yeah, Mass Effect 2 was great. <laughs> um, and you know that, too. So I don't... Th- maybe it comes out next winter. Maybe. If not, it. I mean, I think 2017 probably, but I, th- I think we're at least a year off, if not longer. We'd almost have to be at least a year off. You would think so. Yeah. You would think so. All right. Any last things to say on our two and a half hour long podcast? That's crazy, man. About Star Wars that you want to touch on? We could keep we could keep it going. I know we I could. Know. Easily, easily. Easily we could. And I, Yeah, I've been talking about this movie this movie since Thursday. I know. And because what days, and I can oh, keep talking about what it. What we're gonna do is on our future podcast, we're gonna still we're gonna have to be careful to not have spoilers going right. forward. So if we're gonna talk at to a certain point, if we're gonna bring anything else up that we wanna talk about real quickly, this is the time to do it. We did good. I think we did well. We we talked about a lot of things, um, some speculations, our thoughts. Uh, obviously, we loved everything about it. Isaac has given this text that Isaac has sent about his feelings about this movie have made me laugh <laughs> every time. I mean, I knew you were gonna like it, but I did not expect you to like it that much. What? Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys, in a nutshell, think the general plot of the next movie is? Oh man, do they even know? They've got to know, right? I don't even want to guess at it. Production it's... starts in a few months. I've been told the script is okay. done. Yeah, that's true. So they've got to know. I don't even want to guess. Oh, at uh, it. oh uh, I, here's... what's her name? Daisy Ridley has seen the script. I think. Right. right. Here's here's my thing about this, um, and I, I was I'm glad we're talking about it because I remembered I wanted to bring this up. I feel like so, Chad. You were talking about like going on media blackout uh-huh. about Star Wars after seeing like the TV spot. Uh-huh. I did the same thing. I didn't watch any more like TV spots. I didn't watch any more trailers. I didn't want to see anything else. But I did talk about it a lot, and I feel like even that was too much talking about it, speculating about it before uh-huh. the movie. I feel like I did myself a disservice mm. doing that. Dave and was I, like I, the king of that. To me, what I want to do. You did. What I want to do going into Star the next Wars. movie. I don't regret it. Right. What I, I want to do going into episode eight is I want to not speculate at all. That'd be hard. I want to be completely surprised. I don't want to even think about what the story is going to be. I just want to sit down and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. I don't want to be like, oh, I predicted that. Or, oh, I thought this was going to go this way. Sure. Like, I don't want to be analyzing everything while I'm watching the movie. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. Good point. So you haven't already, you haven't already done that? You haven't already thought about who Ray is and where she comes from and what's going to happen in the. It's I, mean, I no, it's, it's, I, I'm it's honestly, I'm saying everything I've said tonight. I've said what I hope happens, or like what I hope does not happen. But I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on the storyline. Like I don't want to get too much into that. I would. I would just rather like sit down and enjoy it fresh. Tell me, Dave. Huh? Tell me. What do you think? What's going to happen? I I asked you guys. I know. I want to know yours. Well, I mean, this I, I obviously there's this movie's got to start pretty close around the I, I mean, I guess they could do it different. They could they could start it off, you know, assuming that a discussion between Luke and Ray has already started. I mean, okay. does it have to start exactly where we left off? No, I mean, it prob- might probably won't. 
but it might. I mean, it doesn't seem like a very Star Wars way to start a movie off. Uh-huh. I mean, you have to pan down to somewhere. Right. I mean, so they, pan down from, they pan down from space and go all the way through the clouds. <laughs> and they're just standing there still. The arms still out. Oh, sticks that out. Want me to go first? You going to go first? She's like, freaking take it already. talks first. You, me, I'm not really sure. The prologue's going to say... It's been 10 years since the last movie. <laughs> Luke and Ray have banned Kylo Ren and Phasma and Crux didn't make it off the Starkiller, so they're not in this one. Leia, unfortunately, died. <laughs> they're not died. in this one. This is actually verbatim what it's going to say. They're not in this one. Oh, here and, we go. Uh, Han Solo is still falling. <laughs> Get ready. Han Solo is still falling. Oh, that's funny. I don't know. I think it'll be... It's got to be Luke reuniting, assumedly, with Ray, getting the gang back together that's left. Okay, we got to go. Are we still going to try to get Ben back? Does he still have light in him? Or do we. There, are, do we think that literally every other Jedi is, is dead. dead? Yeah, well, they were. They were in they did Jedi, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Did, did Kylo. Take did Kylo kill everybody else and take every or did he take all of them or Once he was training? Did, yeah, did, did say take off, go here, go here. Well, the the pre roll credits do say the last Jedi. Oh, does yeah. it? Skywalker, the last it. Jedi. So, assumedly, either they didn't reach that, just like Luke wasn't, you're no Jedi yet. Maybe yeah, they yeah. didn't reach yeah. that point at that, you know, when that happened. So. I don't know. It, it'll be fun. There's a lot of Star Wars. we got a Star Wars next year, a Star Wars the year after. Assumedly, we'll have a Star that's, Wars a year. That's the, for thing that I'm, that's the one year thing year for the rest of our about. lives. <laughs> that's the one thing I'm worried about because that rep from Disney literally said until they stop buying tickets. Which is... I What a great age to be 30. Will that happen? Expendable right? income. Will that ever happen <laughs> before we die? Will people stop... Buying tickets to Star Wars? Let's hope. I mean, look how long the Marvel movies have been around already and how much longer they're planned yeah. to be around. Like, Which, by the that's way... A, that's a very long time. There are so many great movies coming out in Frackers 2016. 2016 is going to be amazing. There are a lot. There are a lot. Independence Day. Deadpool. Um, I'm actually excited for this new Teenage Mutant Turtles movie. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. It's got, it's got Bebop and Rocksteady. How can you go yeah. wrong? All Civil right. War. Well, I think if we are done with the Star Wars talk, Civil War, I don't, I don't want it to. I end. don't either. I, I really because don't. I could just me, let this go. I could just keep recording going as long why. as you guys want. I work we all go in to my workspace. There's about nine of us. Okay. Two of us are guys. The rest are girls that don't care about uh, Star Wars. So you don't get a lot of that talk. Right, and the other guy that works hey, with me is part time, so I don't get to see. We got time. this thing. Um, we do it usually. Yeah, every Tuesday we do this thing, this podcast right here that you're on for the last uh, let's see, twenty weeks. If yeah, you, you might wanna, have heard of it, Isaac. If you want to join, I'll. You know what? I'll make I'll make a Star Wars segment. We'll spoil it. We'll talk about it every week. You just you just show up. That's all you got to do. Sounds and if you nice. come every week, you come. I will do this. Prince Ali <laughs> I mean, if that motivates you, if not, then we won't. <laughs> I want all of you to change my contact name in your phones to Prince Ali. I will do Prince that. Ali. that works. Or, or Aladdin. I just, I just miss, I just miss Dave making racist comments about Isaac <laughs> every <a> week. <laughs> that's what, that's what drove me away. That's what did it. Oh, well. <laughs> Come on. 
I, I would my, say uh, we could change that, but I know I've known Dave too long. Yeah, basically. knowing Dave, that's not going to change. <laughs> my Vietnamese coworker thinks is convinced I'm a terrorist. Well, look at so, that beard. Uh, look at that beard. I, <laughs> I call her a communist. She calls me a terrorist. It's, it's and good time. Laugh and walk away. It's all fun. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this Star Wars episode. Thank you for listening in. Hopefully you enjoyed our discussions. I know we did. So if no one listens, we had a good time. Um, if you have any we, comments... Yeah, us- I was going to say, we would like to know if anybody agrees or disagrees or thinks we're dumb. Yeah, or, or something we didn't even bring up, never thought about. Let it, I like those speculations. Let's talk about yeah. it. So hit us up on Facebook, send us, send us an email, Twitter, whatever you got to do. But we're around. We will be back next week with a regular South Dakota Gamer podcast with more gaming and 20 questions and all the like. So make sure to join us next week. Hopefully we'll have Isaac along for the ride again. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Come back next week and find out. We'll see. It's a teaser. (laughs) All right. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. See you later. Piece of pizza, a piece of pizza for me.